Silly Goose Gang podcast. So, Megan, thank you very much for joining us tonight. It's uh, it's been a little bit time sorted out, and I'm glad we managed to get you on on board. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for being so flexible. And sorry, I I cancelled on you once. So, <laughs> we appreciate re- people are busy. To be fair, girls have been cancelled on me my entire life. So <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is quite an unusual one because you are a little bit nervous about doing this and um, it's normally us that are really nervous so this is quite unusual for us <clears throat> so uh, yeah super nervous actually I'm hoping that like by talking about it it's gonna make it a little bit easier on me but it hasn't yet so it's fine, it's, <laughs> it's fine. so one of the things that's quite funny is um I posted a picture Ali I didn't I didn't actually tell you this so I posted a picture from Jack Carr so from here and you could see I've got a circular light behind the laptop and Megan had replied, like, is that one of those light, like really expensive lights that like makes you look good? And I was like, Could you imagine the lighting setup that me and Ali need to make us look good? Like just a light which happens to be circular. Uh, she was getting all uh, she was getting all panicky about light. No, but you see them, like I can see it in the reflection right now. And you see like hairdressers have them, or like if you like influencers, I know you don't like that name, but uh you'll usually see them in their their pictures somehow. But no, yeah. no. I don't I don't have a, a beauty light. We, we also we also prefer the term social media content creator. <laughs> it's a little bit longer, <laughs> kind of a mouthful. <laughs> Ali ever refers to that in public, I will punch him in the mouth. <laughs> do you like add it to your signature block? Like, do you have have you started like team no builder, content no. creator? Oh, no. <laughs> Scottish moron and his mate make podcasts. That's pretty much about the size of it. Yeah. Do, do the people at work know that you're doing this? Like, is this common or is this like a hidden, like in the closet hobby? Yeah. Everyone at work, everyone I train at work, I tell them I do a podcast as an interesting fact. Just because it then goes, oh, what's it called? And I tell them, so hopefully a few of them will subscribe. So yeah, I'm uh, completely open about it. As an interesting fact, so when you do your, you're, you do the t- team building, right? That's correct? Yes, yeah, yeah. So you go around the room and you make everyone say like an interesting thing about themselves before you start? Yes, That's so awful. Oh, 100%. <laughs> it's my favorite part of the job. Should we to, like it, give them a list of the three questions and then come round them one at a time like creeping death? I think, and do it in a way that they know it's going to be them next, and they're going to have to introduce themselves to the group. I think yeah. uh, I think we should uh, me and Megan should team up with you now and say, Ali, tell us something interesting about yourself. Yeah, that's not that you have a podcast. No, I know. Do my uh, do my trainer chat. So hi, I'm Ali. I'm uh, 42. I've been married to Sandra for uh, too long. Um, I've got three kids. That's my that is generally my standard chat. Anyone that's listened to us, it's been in my training room will agree that is my standard intro chat. So you don't have uh, like I do jujitsu. I throw that in. I throw the jujitsu in. Um, tend to throw in the and this is a genuine fact that I grew up in a castle. Oh yeah, that's oh, great. Doesn't everyone in Scotland? Yeah, yeah, we've all got I, gen- I genuinely <laughs> did. And the best thing is the castle's on the back of our twenty pound note. So how to, so okay, that's something I think you need to elaborate on a little bit. It's, the thing is, it's it's really, really boring because the castle is owned, it's Brodick Castle in the Isle of Arran, and it's owned by the National Trust, which is like a, a kind of charitable body that looks after like historic buildings and stately homes and stuff. Yeah. And my grandparents were the custodians for 35 years. 
So when I was younger, um, I used to live with them for the first like five, six years and then used to go back every summer up until I was 16 when they retired um, and spent every summer for basically my first 16 years in the castle and the great thing was at night it, it was open to the public there was like gardens and there was like the, the great hall we used to go through with all the stags heads on the wall and all that kind of stuff and then at five o'clock it would all shut and I would have the run of the castle the gardens and the adventure play park so it was, was like that, the best back garden ever was there like haunted house stories yes there was the grey lady was the ghost within Brodick castle does, um, does house in Scotland have a grey lady <laughs> Absolutely, but it was called. She was genuinely called the Grey Lady, and the only time that I ever saw any evidence of her was I was going round with my grandpa when he used to have to do security checks at night, because I was like he was kind of night watchman custodian. He used to go down at back of eight to check all the doors were shut for the night, and uh, at the bottom of the long hallway, the long banquet hall, there was a big portrait on the back wall, one of those ones you'd see in like a museum that was like all screwed in, and it fell off the wall. And like bang to the ground and my grandpa just grabbed me and ran out and he said that was the grey lady she doesn't want us in there and the next morning we went back and the picture frame was still screwed in the wall and the glass was still on the front of it but the picture was on the ground that's crazy nope nope you don't believe it no 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 like paranormal stuff freaks me the fuck out so badly like because my Grand's house was haunted um, when we were like properly haunted. So yeah, that stuff freaks me out. Like oh, wait, ever... that, that and snakes. Yeah, that and snakes. Yeah, yeah. I don't like. Yeah, that and snakes. So if there was like, a, so, so if there was like a ghost snake, I would, <laughs> like, I would beat Usain Bolt over hundred meters. Um, but yeah, no, I, yeah, I don't like. But have you ever walked into a room and like the like there's a noticeable change in temperature, like but not like weird. Oh. Something mm. wrong here. Like have my... you ever been to have you ever been to Mary King's Close, Chris? No. So Mary King's Close, just for Megan, is the place in Edinburgh which was where they had it was like where all the poor lived and they used to put all the plague victims in there and keep them away from the, the well to do's. And oh. they just used to like seal it and shut until people basically passed away. Uh, and you can go down there and visit now. And there's a room called the Corn Doll Room. And Chris knows this story. I've told it a couple of times. But there's a, a little corn doll that's been left from the 1700s by a wee girl who was put down there because she had the plague. And she used to have this with her only toy. And she left it. It was left when she passed away. And the guide that was taking us around was saying, you know what, this is the room. When we go through this threshold, this is where if people are sensitive or have any kind of those experiences, this is where people feel like a really strong presence as you go in this room. Yeah. And it's quite a low, it's like a four and a half foot doorway to get in. So you kind of have to duck and go under. And uh, the guy said, so if you'd all like to go in now, and there was a person down with us on the tour, and they were partially sighted, so they had their guide dog. And the, the woman said to the guide dog, walk on. And the guide dog sat down. Ooh. And everyone was just like, nope, nope, nope. we'll just, we'll nope. go back. Ah. Yeah, just leave. Nope. <laughs> nah. nope. Nope. Yeah. No, that's something I don't. I don't like doing any of that. You know when people used to play with um, what do you call the boards called? Ouija boards. Yeah, I don't. Get, I don't like any of that stuff. That freaks me out so bad. I just don't touch that at all. That really is. Uh, don't touch. Can't control, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think I've had any experiences like that. But yeah, I don't think I'd, I'm looking for them either. So. Ooh, no, no, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty weird. Um, but yeah, when um. This is quite a funny... I don't think I've ever told Ali this either. So, in my grand's house, which is just 
down the road from where I stay now. It was a big old house, and um, <clears throat> it was always haunted, but like everybody knew it was haunted. So my gran was one of those people who made her beds, but they were perfectly flat. And then you would go up 10 minutes later, and it, somebody had been sitting on them, but there's nobody else in the house. Uh, my gran, my gran used to shout at the ghost because it was in toilet. She used to flush in her own. Um, like my mum lost a ring, and like it just appeared two years later, like on the staircase, like impossibly. And it, like I say, you would go into places, and it would just like a cold. You, oh, this is this is weird. So they sold on, and then somebody else sold on, and like two Americans had bought the house, and the woman, the woman had went crazy. As the story goes, she ended up getting checked into like a mental institution, and it turned out that the people who owned the house during like the 1940s and like wartime were Americans. Uh, a pilot, I believe, who was based at like Lucas or something like that, and um, she had like miscarried a baby. So the American woman was seeing a baby in the house and completely lost her lost her shit. <laughs> she got put in a padded cell because she went crazy. Yeah. So it was one hundred percent that house was one hundred percent haunted. It was a uh, strange so yeah, I don't like I don't like any of that stuff. <laughs> but you believe in it, obviously. Yeah, it's, well, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. But I, I believe that science doesn't allow for the existence of ghosts, which is quite <laughs> interesting. But there's something weird going on, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. I remember I, I was at um it's like kind of the same but different, but I did my like first yoga teacher training in India. And they took us to this temple and it was called like the Hanuman temple. So Hanuman's like a, an Indian deity. And I remember like walking in and just like kind of similar, like the energy was just crazy. Like literally like every hair on my body like stood up and it was just like a distinct difference in like the energy when you walk in, like it was, it's so hard to describe unless you experience it, but it was just like an overwhelming of the senses where it's just like something is, is just different in the space. So I don't know Yeah. whether or not science proves it. Like yeah. I think once you experience it, it's hard to not believe. So you went to India to learn yoga. I did. Yeah. Nice segue to see that. <laughs> Quite smooth. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. Um, I think I went nine, nine or ten years ago now. So, why? yeah. Why, why was what was the reason to go to India? Honestly, um, I had just like just started doing yoga, and in my mind, um, it just like seemed more legitimate. <laughs> I was like, well, if you're gonna go learn, like, why not go to the place where really it was founded? Um, and like if you and applying for jobs or just, you know, having on your resume, uh, oh, like I did a yoga teacher training in India or like I did a yoga teacher training in like Toronto, which is just like a large city in Canada. I just think there's something like more eye catching about it. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so I did my first one there. Uh, so just there for a month. But um, have you have either of you been to India? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. No, uh, it's it's like really. I was in the the very southern province, so it's called Kerala. Um, yeah, it's like a it's just a crazy experience. Like when I say overwhelming of the senses, like that's kind of how I describe my experience in India. Like lots of colors, lots of smells, lots of sounds, and it's just like always coming at you all at once. Um, but yeah, I've only been to the southern province, but. Yeah, it's um, I've met 
well, my dad's dad, uh, they were they lived in Bolton, Northern England, and um, there were so many Indian families used to look after him when my gran wasn't well. So they used to come down and make them food all the time. Just love. They were so nice. They were, yeah. Think, yeah, I think they still send letters to my granddad now. He lives up here, and um, still send letters. So they just they were always super super friendly, like super nice to him. So yeah, they seem to be nice nice people. Yeah, and the food is so good. <laughs> love, I do love India. No, this is a thing. I don't know this. Is Indian food in India different to Indian food like around the world, or is it just the same thing? Oh, like how like Chinese food is like different in. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. It's just like curries. I think they probably is like way more flavorful and or um maybe even like spicy in senses than what like is tamed down North American style. Mm. But then maybe I just haven't had like really good um like canadian indian food but it's like essentially the same i think i'm not an expert by any means <laughs> yeah i do like yeah i like i do like a curry there's some really good, <laughs> I, like good, good. good. I think yeah. I, yeah never feel like i need to go and get a curry <laughs> so thanks for that <laughs> um, yeah so so let's go let's go back let's go back to the beginning so you were a a captain in the canadian army is that correct yeah, current. So oh, I don't know if that was a word or an R. Yeah, yeah. So I currently am. Oh, you still are. I thought I thought you had left for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> no, I'm like they've sucked me in. Uh, so I've uh, I just actually renewed my contract. So I've been serving for about six years now. Oh, okay, cool. So why? Yeah, yeah. What was the what was the initial attraction? <laughs> yeah, good question. Um, so honestly, like I wish it was like something that. You know, like I wanted to be like proud and like serve my country, which a lot of people say, but I was working for the military as a civilian. So I was working as uh, it's called PSP. So it's like the the staff that run all their sports recreation and um, just like general fitness. So I was doing that job and I actually worked in the sports department and um, my supervisor was ex-military and he was always like kind of like poking me like, oh, like you'd be really good, like you should think about it. And then my job required that I process uh, claims. So like um, when militaries go on uh, like, it's like in a sporting event, they would come back and I would sort of process their paperwork. And so there's all these military members that were like, young and fit and they were going like all over Canada and all over the world to play sports. <laughs> so I was like, what? Like these people are getting paid to play sports. So that was honestly like the what really like drew me in cuz I like I remember like looking at some of the swimmers and then I like pulled up their times and I was like I I could do this. Like I could go like play on this team or be a part of this team. So that was really what like pushed me to take the first step so of course now like there's so much more than just the sports and I and I don't play sports all the time now like it's a great career and I and I am proud to serve um but that was like what initially got me interested in so now like I work currently in recruiting um so it's one of the things I like lead off with when I'm like talking to women because you don't realize like a lot of women who either finish high school sports or like university it's just like your sporting career is done and so many people and i'm sure you guys can attest to this is like your identity is tied up in sports and what it means to be an athlete 
And so it's like a way for you to continue being a part of something. Um, so not just like a part of like the Canadian Armed Forces, but just like a part of a team. Um, so I always like lead with that as I think it's like just a really good benefit. And I know not everybody plays sports and there's obviously tons of reasons why someone would want to join. But um, but that's like sort of what made me like be like, oh, like maybe I could do this, you know? I remember um, when I uh, there was a, a sparring session, boxing sparring session with this like the Scottish team and the army team over here. And um, I spoke, you know, I was there and I spoke to a lot of the army guys and they're like, yeah, we pretty much just train three times a day and we never go on deployment. And I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> yeah. I was too old to get involved by that point anyway. So I didn't do it, but I was like, that sounds like an awesome career. Go play sports. Yeah. And yeah. Like, well, the, like the Americans, they have such a good deal. Like they have, uh, I don't know if you follow like CrossFit at all. But uh, they have like teams who like go around and compete. So yeah, your job is to to be an athlete. Canada's a little bit different where it's like you're it's your you're a soldier first, so to speak. And then like if if your chain of command allows it, yeah, you can go play sports. Uh, but it's nice to be part of an organization that really values like fitness and and encourages you to go off and play sports because of all the benefits that come from being a part of a team and being an athlete. So, yeah. yeah. One of you. Any, sorry, oh, sorry. Megan. I was gonna say one of you served as well. Is that correct? No. no, 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 no. I went, I went down to the Royal Marines when I was eighteen, but destroyed my knees, so never oh. made it all the way through. Eh? So that's maybe what you've picked up on. I've spoke about it a few times with some of the guys we've had on, but uh, yeah, my knee fell apart, so never made it through the the main training. I, I decided when I was. Um, 14 was the first time I tore my ACL and decided I knew better than highly paid orthopedic surgeons and decided not to listen to the advice of give it at least 18 months. And I was back out playing after three months um, and decided that that was the good idea. And then since then, I've had 13 knee operations. Okay, yeah, I do remember that actually, because uh, I have also torn my ACL and I would not wish that on anybody. Like, I just think it's so, the fact like you're, you're, muscle in your leg just withers so quickly and then yeah the the rehab for it and just yeah so what was it 13 you've gone through 13 yeah i've not had one in a while in fairness i'm probably overdue for one my friend you have like a freaking flyer pass at the surgeon's office yeah. um yeah. but how is that with like uh jujitsu like do you have to wear knee pads is that a silly question I mean, obviously, if we were still doing jiu-jitsu with the lockdown in Scotland, then yes, I would be. So, it's yes, not, I am. <laughs> it's highly illegal, so we can't do it. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I was, actually, that was something I was curious in, and what life is like there right now. Um, For me, it hasn't changed in the slightest. For Ali, it has changed a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's changed a lot for me because I've been, I've been working from home. I've basically been doing this for seven hours a day for the last eight months so i've been doing all my training via teams and skype um talking to people like this for you know rather than being face to face which is what i would have been doing pre-covid yeah. so yeah big adjustment um to go to a virtual world rather than a face-to-face -face world because you know different techniques different skills involved when you're trying to you know keep a room engaged when you can't actually see them because very few people have their cameras on when you're delivering training um, because yeah. of the, you know, sometimes they're in branches that don't have uh, laptops with cameras, so they're running off a desktop and a, a handset 
uh, telephone to listen into what you're saying and watching the slides, but you can't ever see them. So yeah, yeah it's been a bit different in terms of outside of work. Not a huge amount because I'm old and don't go out clubbing, so I've not needed to have you know I've not missed the nightclubs or anything. Can you imagine a forty-two-year-old man in a nightclub, <laughs> especially this forty-two-year-old man. Yeah, uh, yeah, your wrestling singlet on. Hi, dancing in the back street. Are gyms open at all? Like, could you go and yeah. maybe not like an MMA gym, but like, could you go to like a Globo gym? have a mask on and like get on the treadmill or stepper or whatever yes yeah you can do you can do individual training you just can't do any kind of group work or any any kind of contact sport okay and what happens if like a gym doesn't follow those rules well that's what's been happening so there was a guy down in it was liverpool wasn't it chris that decided they would ignore the rule and he got arrested and got a ten thousand pound fine and oh. I just saw another one today that a, a, a woman owns a, a tea shop at a cafe and uh, she refused to close and she's just been arrested and charged £1,500 at the moment for okay. refusing to play the rules. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. But um, yeah, I'm lucky I built, uh, uh, yeah, I think, when was it? Like May time? May, June, yeah. Yeah, there was like an announcement that gyms would not be open until like October at the earliest. And now they went fuck that so i had a little summer house that i didn't use i extended it and uh got like a squat rack and i was lucky enough to get a treadmill and a rowing machine and some kettlebells and stuff so i've been super lucky i've just literally nothing's changed for me in the slightest <laughs> like, yeah, those are some pretty serious fines though like we have a gym it's an mma gym and i only like really follow it because of my sister but I believe like the first lockdown, he just like kept open and he was like very vocal about it. Like he went on the news and basically was like going against what the government was saying. Um, And then we've just entered into our second like lockdown in this area. Um, And I think what he's done this time is he has put like open mat. um, So it's not classes. So you can go and like roll or whatever. But like, so it's just like his way of skirting the system. But I don't think they've like thrown any like fines or anything like that on people like that's pretty serious our friend um and one of i think our first guest actually andy smith he owns a an incredible gym in edinburgh like the best gym in scotland actually and he's been one of the guys who's been really fighting it the entire way to try and keep it open like how important it is for a lot of people's mental health physical health like he's been really fighting it hard and then doing a really really good job um yeah i mean yeah, it's it's crazy. The fines and I mean the one in Liverpool, like armed police turned up to shut them down. Like armed police turned up to shut this guy's gym yeah. down. Like th- this is a little bit overkill. So I know I seen on Facebook a few of the martial arts gyms in Scotland had said um that this time they were not shutting. Like we will not shut. You will have to come and forcefully shut us down. Yeah. Uh, you know, a, you know, a gym full of fighters i'm not entirely sure how that'll go but you know they're fed up because they're getting that 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 sector in scotland they're getting no financial help whatsoever um so yeah they're, they're kind of fed up a little bit or a lot uh, do you guys have curfews no have implemented a curfew or anything like that no, not, not a full curfew they've, they've shut down like in our local area now they've just moved us into what's known as i think we're in tier three now so all the None of the pubs can serve alcohol at all. 
and any oh. pubs or restaurants that stay open can serve food, but only until 5 p.m. And then they must be shut by 6 p.m. No exceptions. Mm, so it's yeah. like last orders at 5 o'clock, 6 p.m., everything's shut. So it's not a curfew, but it's almost a curfew by proxy yeah, because yeah, yeah. there's nowhere to go after 6 o'clock. Yeah, but you can still like walk around the streets like whatever time you want. Like it's not, you know, yeah. That's, yeah, I suppose that's a curfew, right? Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's the whole thing. The whole thing's crazy, but. Um, mm. You know, out of it, we have uh, this podcast and we can talk to fine people like yourself. <laughs> so, Raven, one more question. So, are you noticing that, uh, like, businesses are shutting down or, or like, what's the, what's, the, like, the economic situation there? I know people probably are, like, going to be like, this is the most boring podcast ever. But I think it's, like, I'm just, like, curious as to, like, how it's different over there from how it is here. Um, yeah, so businesses have shut um and there will be more uh if if they're not allowed to start trading so, so like i own two businesses now uh but we've been like really lucky um some other people are not so lucky um but yeah there, there will be people go out of business like undoubtedly yeah. uh, you, there, there has been and there will continue to be um, yeah and uh, then there's there's like those those there's a crazy rule that um you know, at kids soft play areas, do you guys familiar what I mean by that, Megan? Like kids soft play areas where young infant kids can go and play about it's all oh, soft slides and foam yeah, pits and yeah. ball pools. Okay. So they're not allowed to open. They've been shut since basically the last week in March. But adult trampoline parks, indoor trampoline parks, are allowed to be open. So we've got a situation just up the road from us where on either side of the road, so on one side of the road, there's a kid's soft play area. They're closed, no financial support. Literally across the road, like a two-lane road, the trampoline park is open and can take can take kids from the age of four. But the four-year-old kids cannot cross the road and play in the soft play designed solely for kids because the trampoline parks are classed as rough play and that wasn't included within the area that needed to be shot. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, like makes no sense. So I have a friend who has a yoga studio in Seattle, so in the States. And she, there was a point, I don't know if it's still like this, but, like, all yoga studios were closing down. But, like, strip clubs were still allowed to be open. So it's just, like... <laughs> Who's making these decisions that this is like, if you men. think of things that are men good are making for... that decision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Dutch> old men. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Good point. But yeah. like, you think of things that are like actually good for people's mental health and like those are that's being shut down. That's why the clubs open. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Again, for men. Yeah. Good point. Good point. <laughs> that's when you know that you like genuinely... That's when you know that a woman is not involved in the decision making process because none of it makes any sense. <laughs> none of it makes any sense. That's yeah. what that's one that's one of the times where you go, yeah, men and women aren't equal because a woman would not make that outrageous decision. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, it makes zero like I didn't even like put together like, oh yeah, of course, like a guy decided that was a good idea. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so but yeah. with like being shut down and being on your computer all day long, or like are you finding that like mentally like you're more drained at the end of the day or are you still like getting outside and like getting sunlight and all that well we live in scotland so there's no sunlight i'm also <laughs> ginger yeah i'm also ginger so I avoid sunlight as well you have to remember those two points there megan um yeah. g- genuinely genuinely um and this is probably the first time i've said this in public 
I've been a little bit up and down the roller coaster with it all. Do you know what I mean? When it first happened and we were shut down, I was like, oh, okay, I get to stay in the house. It's okay. It is what it is. And then there was a spell in the summer, actually, when the weather was actually nice, that it really, really started to get to me because there was just like, there was no end in sight. The rules kept changing. You know, I get sick of that view because that's what I'm looking at for like eight hours a day. Like yeah. I'm sitting just now in my dining room at my dining room table, which is where I work when I'm working from home. And genuinely, there's times where we're sitting down to eat a meal and I'm like, I'm not sitting at the dining table anymore because I'm sick of that view. I want a different view just for like half an hour. Yeah. Um, but as it's gone on, I've got background to as what it is. There's no point stressing about it. So Yeah. But, but you yeah, also said you're a big extrovert, right? That's what you said, I think. Or is yes, like you sort of gain <laughs> your energy you're... from being around other people. 100%. You're starting to analyze this now, aren't you, Megan? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can I also say that? Can I, can I also say that Ali, your internet connection sucks. So it's like you're animated and you're like kind of moving like in robotics. I, I can know. Hear you fine, I'm, uh, I'm getting the same on your two because your two is the same. It's really jarring, but your sound's coming uh, through fine. So that's all, all the maz, That's all the maz. I look like shit anyway. So as long as I sound, yeah. I'm the same. It's <laughs> <Just> important thing. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I think everybody's kind of struggling a little bit in some some capacity. But um, you know, what do you do? You just Make do, make do and crack on, I suppose, right? Like, there's not, yeah. not much to do. So, yeah, like I say, we're one of the people, um, like me and Ali are, are probably two of the lucky ones that we've done this and it's kept us really entertained and uh, gives us something to focus on. And, um, yeah, so I guess when it comes to the end of 2020 and everybody's like, I can't wait to see the back of 2020, we'll be like, actually, we put some positive stuff out of 2020. It was actually quite a good learning process and a good, uh, a good facility for us to do stuff. So, uh, yeah. yeah is, like what's the lo- what's the long-term plan with this podcast are you just gonna are you gonna continue or was it a 2020 lockdown thing or um so when we started basically between me and ali we knew enough cool people you know like when people say you know oh, i've got some really cool friends but you know the, yeah 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 they're kind of cool but they're not really so we knew some olympians some really good powerlifters and some really good athletes some and genuinely interesting people so we went, yeah well, we could maybe get like seven or eight episodes done something to do and then ali uh is the master of the sliding into men's dms uh, <laughs> he he started to like i've got this guy like i've got this guy and this guy you know and there's like an fbi agent and then a navy seat and like some you know a bigfoot guy and then all sorts of crazy people and it just kind of took off so then it you know we used to laugh and i remember this um i remember the exact point where we you know we used to get off the call to some people and laugh like this is hilarious why is she speaking to us and then it was kind of like okay at some point, we're actually going to have to start taking this a little bit more seriously because it's now becoming kind of becoming a thing, and and we kind of did. You know, we bought some mics and some better stuff to make it sound better. Um, so as what we said was, as long as we are having fun, and you know, people want to come and speak to us, we'll just keep doing it. Yeah. If it stops becoming fun and that nobody wants to speak to us, uh, interestingly, and I know Ali, one of Ali's friends or a couple of Ali's friends, have actually asked this um like why is it mostly like north americans have been on the podcast and it's basically because you always say yes but <laughs> scottish people are like no not really that bothered nobody wants to come on like, do you think it's like a modesty thing where like people from scotland are less likely to want to talk about themselves or people from nah. like Canada? 
States were like, yeah, uh, like, ask me questions about myself. This, this, uh, this could be a little bit controversial, and I'll say it so Alex doesn't get into trouble. I think there's a real thing in Scotland where people are not always super keen to see you do things that are awesome. So okay, they... that's really interesting because, like, I've heard the same thing about England. Or, like, I don't know. So maybe it's like a, a cultural thing. I, I don't know. So a lot of people will, um, a lot of people will say that they support you and all the, you know, all the things that they should say, but they probably don't really support you. So there's people who, you know, when we post things on 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 the Instagram page or our own Instagram, our own Facebook or whatever, um, and people who look at it, you know, you can see from stories who've seen it. So the people yeah. look at what you're posting. But they never, they'll post things about being positive and, and, you know, helping out guys and all this kind of stuff. And they have never once liked, shared, subscribed, said anything positive. So there's a lot of that. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I really think in Scotland, as a a nation, there's not the same as in North America where people will genuinely try and help you. And, and, you know, try and, you know, help. And I'm sure that doesn't happen everywhere, but... Yeah, and I feel like there is a, a there's not a lot of people who want to really see you succeed. Yeah, yeah I can sure. see that, and I'm sure like I can hear people because uh, whenever and Ali, maybe you can attest to this when you're doing like group workshops and you give an example like that, and someone's like, uh, "Excuse me, I have a cousin who," and about obviously like there's always an exception to the rule, but generally speaking, um, But what like why do you think that is? Like what what's I the root? No, Ali's better at Scottish history than I am. I would say it's because we're tribal. Yeah. And, yeah. And I think it's it goes back to the clan mentality where, you know, we don't like the guys in that valley or that glen because mm-hmm. those guys are fucking assholes and they stole my sheep. I, I genuinely think it goes back to that. Yeah. Campbells still hate yeah. McDonald's. McDonald's still hate Campbells because of the Glencoe Massacre. And that oh, was 350 odd years ago. But we all oh. love McDougal's. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, genuinely, I think yeah, I think that's what it is, and I, I don't think we've gotten past that stage yet. Where you know, they, what one? This is this is such a no. I don't really comment on people's on on posts. Um, I don't think I told Alan this either. So there was a thing on Facebook, and it's um, a guy from Perth, uh, Simon Howie the Butchers. Okay, this is a funny story. So there's a guy, um, Simon Howie the Butcher in, in, uh, in Perth. He owns so many companies now. Super, you know, pretty wealthy guy. And uh, there was a post from a, a newspaper on Facebook saying he had bought back a company that he'd sold in 2008. He sold the company for $25 million and he was buying it back in this year. And I was reading comments. I went, I'm going to read the comments just to see what they are. So I went on and read the comments, and it was just full of people just going, "I his fucking sausages are shite. I don't even want to use it. And, I, and I'm just like, this is amazing. And so I, there was one guy, and, I, and so I went onto his page and like looked at this guy, like, who is this guy? So then I had to reply to him. I never reply to these things. I was like, this guy's buying and selling multi-million pound companies, and you're calling his sausages terrible. Like, there's... There's, yeah, level, yeah. there's levels to this thing, right? Like, you're, you're sitting in the house going, your sausages are crap! <laughs> and yeah, living in your mom's basement, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. 100%. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it was just so stupid. It's one of those things where I, I had to comment on it, like, man, you're, a, you're such an asshole. <laughs> I'm really sure he's not bored, you know, when he's driving his Bentley in his massive house. But um, right. that's, that, that's, I don't know if that's, like, a thing in Canada, but that's such a thing, thing in Scotland. 
really yeah. is. I think it's like pretty pervasive everywhere. Yeah, it's so much easier, especially with the internet, the ability to, um, you know, say rude things or criticize or whatever from the comfort of your own home when, um, like, what's that, like, that man in the arena? Have you ever heard uh, that? Uh, like Roosevelt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, it's just, uh, like, I think it's important to only take feedback and or even like criticism to an extent of people who are who are actually in the arena, like doing the work themselves, because otherwise, like who really, who are you to to be saying these negative things? I don't know. Yeah, I'm uh, a big, big. So, yeah, I, 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 uh, I slag Ali off constantly. But I'm, other than that, I'm generally a fan and uh, positive, uh, you know, real positive attitude. And, and um, you know, like, you know, I love the saying, like, you know, rising tide lifts all ships. And yeah, just, yeah. Just because somebody's doing well, it doesn't mean you have to do bad. It means let's lift everybody. And that that's one of the things that infuriated me uh, with Scottish sport mentality was it didn't matter, you know, if Scotland were playing in, the, you know, uh, the Rugby World Cup or, you know, the, the Football World Cup. And it was like, if Scotland got beat, it didn't matter as long as England didn't win. And that mentality was infuriating to me. I was like, I don't care if England win or lose. I want Scotland to win. But yeah. Scotland, as long as they don't win, we can lose because then we can laugh at them. And that was that's the mentality. And it's just, to me, it's just like, listen, I want to win regardless. Yeah. Why do we think this way? It's, it's really, that annoys me so much. Um, but yeah. That's just what's interesting is I fall into that camp because I'm very much ABE, anyone but England. <laughs> <laughs> That's inf- I, that, that infuriates me. When he, when he kick your ass on the, sorry, we don't do jiu-jitsu. Sorry, I can't kick your ass for at least another six months, right? Because we don't do jiu-jitsu. Uh, <laughs> right, I have a question about your podcast that I'm yeah, go for it. to get answers to. Uh, where does the name come from? Like, what's the... <laughs> Sorry, already? Am I no. making repeat information? Uh, well, so basically, so basically, I only met Ali two years, two years ago. So, yeah, we started training. Uh, I, me, and our now coach John, we came up to to the Jiu Jitsu gym or MMA gym where Ali was training, and. Uh, you know when you you know when you just meet somebody and it's like oh this guy this guy's this guy's cool so yes. anyway that, that was that was Dean Cook that was someone else I was, I was left I was left <laughs> walking down so, 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 so I no so I ended up speaking to I ended up speaking to Ali and it was kind of like cool both kind of uh, I guess we'd call ourselves middle aged now and uh, definitely are. so Ali would. Ali would be getting changed after training and I would wait to take a picture of him in like a, a really unflattering position or whatever. And then it would just be like, he would call me a silly goose and then he would do so the same to me. And then Ali got a picture made up. I think I had taken a selfie and like getting a massage through the hole looking ridiculous. And then Ali used that picture and got a t-shirt made up for like silly goose. <laughs> <laughs> and it was things like that. I think I had got yeah I'd got silly hey Ali Star Wars sucks you got yeah, that t-shirt hey Ali Star Wars sucks because I don't like Star Wars I've never seen Star Wars but um so I just did that to annoy him and it just kept me oh you're such a silly goose and then when we yeah when we said we'll do a podcast we're like silly goose gang and then what's funny is <laughs> genuinely funny is we were so we called it the silly goose gang 
So that was just for fun. And I remember we had the conversation. Uh, I think it was for Robin Dreek. I it was. It was for it Robin, was, yeah. It was a former FBI's former head of behavioral analysis. And we had the, and, and genuinely having a little panic saying, man, I, like, I, I think we should change the name of the podcast. Like, this guy is FBI. And we, we, <laughs> silly goose guy. What the, f- like, he's going to think we're idiots. And we didn't. And we spoke to him. And he's like, oh, God, are you joking? Two Scottish guys, a silly goose hang. I love it. And then it was like, oh, okay. So we're not, so yeah, that's basically, it was just us being ridiculous men. Um, and kind is, of make- is silly goose like a common phrase in Scotland? Or is that just like. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no. No. But it seems like, I think it's kind of like, it's one of those things where it would be like super camp. So, but oh, you're such a silly goose, and it just seems like so. It's just silly. It means nothing, but it means everything. It's just one of those silly things that kind of grew arms, and it's now became a thing. Uh, but, but yeah, that's basically it. So, yeah, but we were both concerned early on, like when we started speaking to kind of higher profile people. It was like, ooh, this might be a bad name, and but yeah. they all if, like even Nick Lavery, like a, a Green Beret, who lost a leg in in, in uh, Iraq. He was like, yeah, no, I love it, man. You joking? It's cool. <laughs> like, oh. right. No, it is good. It is good. I was just, I thought for sure there had to be a story with it. Yeah, just silliness. Just, just, just men being men, silly men, you know. And, and it's, and it's funny as well because people have asked me that that have known me a long time. Like, say, me and Chris have only known each other two years, and they're like, "How come we've never met Chris when we've been on night suit?" And I was like, "Because I've only known him like two years." And they're like, "And you're not doing a podcast with us? Why?" I was like, "No, nah, you know." Just didn't work. Some things, yeah, some things, true. some things, um, some things just work in terms of uh, who you do. So, like, I couldn't do this with probably anybody else. It just wouldn't work, you know. Probably, Did we just become best friends. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, it's one of those things. You know, I probably couldn't do this. Do this with anybody else. It probably wouldn't work in terms of how uh, Ali's very laid back and I'm very laid back, and. Um, yeah, it probably wouldn't work with anybody else. So it's just kind of works. And it's, it's one of those things where we've never had a disagreement about anything. Um, Ali will say, you know, yeah, I'm speaking to this girl, Megan McDougall. Uh, can we speak to her? Yep. <laughs> You're like, who's that bitch? Yeah, um... <laughs> I, just, I just genuinely say, the only people, now this is, this is a true story. This is the only people that I've said, absolutely fucking not, uh, is people who handle snakes. I know, I've been not. trying. I've been trying to get two herpetologists on. One of them I really, really want to get on. Well, two of them, Dingo Dinkleman, who posts the most incredible pictures. He's got pet gaboon vipers. He's got two mambas. <laughs> so then, where does it, is the fear like rational? Like, have you been attacked by a snake or, no. or have you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just don't like them. Don't but like, like them. for as long as you can remember, you just like haven't liked snakes. No, 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 no. Why? No, why would you like snakes? They're horrible looking. It's not that I like snake, but snakes, but it's like I'm kind of indifferent to them. No, I just don't. But you like... have like you have like a visceral reaction when it's brought up, right? Like you, you just like cringed with your body language. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't. <laughs> I don't have very much like past that. I can't. I don't. I don't know how to explain it. But it makes sense to me. Okay, probably a little bit strange, okay? But yeah, I just I don't like I can't explain to you why I don't like them. 
I just don't like them, and it makes me kind of go. Ugh. Okay, that's fair. But now that we're talking about pasta, this is like <laughs> I, just, I just like. Okay, I I have thought so much about this. Um, like after I think it was on the podcast, you were talking to the the badminton uh, Olympian, right? I think that's what Elaine. I was first talking yeah, yeah. Um, and then like so I was like at, I was listening at the gym, so it was in the morning, and then the rest of the day I was like asking myself like well like what about like ravioli? Like I wonder if he's had ravioli or like oh my god, ravioli is like. It's like little parcels of disappointment. It's just, oh my god, why would you but, eat it? But why did what did your family feed you growing up? Like, like for me, I was like, oh, like he must be from a really well-off family because, like, my family is like, you know, they just throw some like spaghettios in a can and like feeding four kids. Whereas, like, if you don't have pasta, that means that you're like actually eating real food <laughs> you know you're probably having meat and vegetables and hey, so no, then i was like oh yeah. he must have grown up in a castle is what i thought oh no that was ali no that oh, was right. me um no i yeah so i was yeah and this is something that i still do man i probably shouldn't say this because everybody's going to think i'm a fucking freak so i was still i was still eat just a like a piece of dry bread <laughs> wait that you would rather or that's what you would eat growing up yeah, I would. I, I, man, this is so weird. <laughs> so I, would think I, would, I think that's a Scottish thing, though, Chris, because I eat dry bread all the time, and my kids yeah. laugh at me for it. But no, I would have it. I would have. So I would have when I was younger. So I, I ate normal food. So I would have like. So as in Scotland, everybody, every young kid has mince and ties. Yeah, so something that you eat, right? Yeah. Um. Or. or Sorry, can you say that again? It's mince, mince and ties, but it's mince and potatoes. It's just. Oh. It's just yeah, yeah, or haggis, haggis, neeps and tatties, something like that. So a neeps, a turnip. Um, but yeah, so we, you know, we eat stuff like that. But I would also sometimes have like a like get a piece of bread and just put like red sauce on it and eat it that way. Like red, like sauces in like tomato sauce. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are yeah, are right, you right. an only child? No, no, I've got a sister. As your sister had pasta before. Yeah, they'll love it. Okay. So okay. So has this now become <laughs> like a thing for you that now you on principle you can't have pasta or like I just don't like fucking pasta. But like <laughs> <laughs> But like, how do you know that you don't like it? Because it looks weird and I don't put weird looking things in my mouth. <laughs> okay, okay. But what like what about what do you eat like liver? Did you say Scots eat liver and onions and No, like, uh, look no weird? Like, yeah, I like my dad eats liver. I know that. He likes a bit of liver, but but yeah, no. I just yeah, I eat normal food. I just pasta just looks so straight like lasagna. <laughs> lasagna <laughs> Lasagna looks like a good meal that somebody threw up and baked. <laughs> But you could say that about so many things, though. I just like, I mean, I'm not trying to convert you to eat pasta, but. Very um, to some weird cult here, some weird pasta cult. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just like, yeah, for the first thing that came into my mind was like, oh, like he must have had like a really good upbringing where his family like just fed him like meat, potatoes, vegetables. But. Yeah, a lot of that. I, uh, yeah, I, um, yeah, I ate a lot of that. 
Do you have your parents eaten pasta before? Yeah, of course. Are they <laughs> are they like gluten intolerant? No. Okay, so just by okay. <laughs> I think yeah, I don't yeah. I, I don't I don't even know how to articulate this to you, but yeah, just I don't like it. It looks weird. So I've would never you ever, would you ever consider trying it? Ever. Even just like a bite. Like if it, if you had like a a really famous chef or you're at an expensive restaurant, would you consider trying it? The girl I was having dinner with would have to be super hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's not like you're not ruling it out entirely. Uh, well, I'm never going for dinner with somebody who's super hot. So yeah, I'm basically feeling that. <laughs> I should like start a GoFundMe page or something like that, where you start a cause, and then like everyone will donate for you, like how people do when they cut their hair. Like I'll I'll shave my head at like a thousand dollars. It'll be like Chris will eat pasta if we raise no. however many. No. Uh, no, I won't. While holding a snake. Nope, absolutely fucking not. Don't do this <laughs> again. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I've. Uh, I don't think it's. Uh, the more that people find out about this, the more that people look at me like I'm a leper, and uh, I should be sent to the dungeons and beaten with a stick. But, uh, but uh, yeah, no, it just it looks weird. Like every form of pasta, like ravioli is, like, it, it's like a little pocket of bullshit it's and like red sauce like bean sauce it's just awful okay okay here's the you're just talking about tender ravioli though eh chris yeah so, I don't know other kinds of, i don't know anything about pasta because you get proper nice fresh ravioli that is tremendous i totally agree with you on the tin pasta that is dug meat in a parcel dug, <laughs> dug meat <laughs> so wait like if you were to rate yourself on a scale of one to ten on like openness to ex new experiences one being like, no, I don't like new experiences across all all domains, like new sports, new travels, new food, and ten being like, yeah, totally open to everything. What would you rate yourself? Um, like an eight. An eight. Yeah. But you draw the line at pasta. Pasta, like <laughs> that's a line in the sand. <laughs> I love the incredulity okay. in Megan's voice. They're like eight. She beats. In the subtext, that was, you're fucking joking, and eight. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, okay, did I explain the scale? Like, ten being really, really open? Yeah, I do pretty much, yeah, I've tried so many different things. Like, constantly, constantly trying different things. Constantly okay, trying okay. different ways to make myself uncomfortable and learn new things. Um, you're just saying that because your last guest that I listened to on your podcast. Just kidding. <laughs> Who, Who was that? that? Ben he was Aldridge. the one saying like when you're when you uh the one where you're like oh i don't i don't read books but if you write one i'll read it or something like that who was that was that ben aldridge ben aldridge yeah ben aldridge yeah, yeah. okay so yeah. can i okay, can i just touch on this one more time i know you guys say we had to talk for an hour and that's it but i just need to know okay um so you've you've rated yourself eight out of ten on openness for openness nothing else just for openness okay and openness to new experiences um and you're saying that you are very open which is fine um so what is the most um i don't want to say weird or unique food that you have ever eaten 
I once ate, and admittedly it was a mistake. It was a mistake. Uh, I was in uh, I was in Ibiza and I was quite drunk, and I once ate squid. And that's the that's the craziest thing that you've ever eaten. Yeah, you I got squid like once a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's quite weird. Okay, okay, uh, that's fine. No judgment. I just um uh, just just checking. Well, wait, 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 wait. What's it depends on what you call weird. So if we're going to think weird, like uh, 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 and this is this is not weird in Scotland. This is a a part of a staple diet, is like a packet of space raiders on a roll. Oh, you're talking on a pie, like a mince pie in a roll. That's pie in a roll. Okay, so like unique, unique to your culture, something that's like people aren't like if you've eaten like I don't know, like crocodile or. um, I mean, are you are you classifying haggis as being quite unique? Is is that something that most people in Scotland would eat? Yes, Scotland. Anywhere else, probably no. I they mean, find you, it weird. Or, or square sausage. They think lawn sausage is weird when I travel like down to England. Yeah, that's a deal thing. Do you know what haggis is? N- no, I don't. <laughs> I've heard of it, obviously. Uh, but I've never taken the next step to like actually learn what it is. But it just so happens that you're speaking to two of Scotland's foremost haggis hunters. We go out hunting haggis on a regular <laughs> basis. That's not a real thing. Uh, I was like, I didn't think haggis was a meat, is it? <laughs> no, it's not an animal anyway. No, okay. it's like um, so it's like sheep intestines, right? Uh, sheep's pluck is what it's known as. So it's like the heart, the liver, the kidneys, a little bit of intestine, oatmeal, pepper, spices bound up in the in a traditional sheep stomach and then boiled so probably like really good for you actually yeah. all that and it's in- tremendous mm. i well i don't know if i can get on board with that just yet but um but like healthy i could see organ meat's really good for you so yeah yeah, yeah maybe that helps. that's what has like has something to do with all of the typical scottish physiques like you guys are all like quite quite big you know what i mean not big like but like stature wise, it seems like you have a, a a larger stature. I don't think so. Oh, <laughs> is that just a stereotype on? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't think so. I think um, not like uh, like a lot of the the Scandinavians are kind of big people. Um, I don't think Scottish the Scots are big people. Generally, what you'll find is um, like in rugby. Um, Scotland have usually got one of like the lightest teams, the smallest yeah. teams. Like guys are physically small. Oh, um, uh, Tom Stoltman became second yesterday in the uh, world's strongest man. He's a giant human being. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, but no, no, we're generally not think, that big. No, I'd say if anything, Scotland's got a history of like crazy wee men. Yeah, you know, like the five foot six psychopaths. Yeah, we have a history more of that, like the Begbie types. Yeah, uh, really. That's yeah, so funny. Yeah. Like when I'm sure I don't know if you how often you talk about this with people from that you talk to on the podcast, but I would imagine most people think like Highland Games type athlete when they think of like beard, like red red beard, like Highland Games athlete. Just like when people think of Canada, they probably think of like I don't know some kind of lumberjack type person. I don't know if that's yeah, yeah. But then if you go back and look at um so yeah there is some there is some big guys who, who compete in the highland games but if you go back and look at it historically they weren't actually big men and i think that you know historically um 
the legend grows, as the legend grows through time, their stature becomes bigger. Where, you know, the you know people start to become like giants, but they really weren't like just. Yeah, I mean, I guess some of the some of the Highlanders are kind of you know bigger men, but it's, it's, it's not. For instance, I could tell you this for a fact that um, having boxed at ninety-one kilograms in Scotland, that was so hard to get fights because there really wasn't a lot of big guys. There was a few in Scotland. Oh, that's interesting. There wasn't a lot of big guys, whereas like um, you know, 60, 64, 69 kilograms was absolutely packed because there was so many people at that that kind of weight division. So there wasn't a lot of big guys. Obviously, there is, but you know, yeah, you know, yeah, not not, not really. It's like anything. ruined everybody's uh, stereotypes <laughs> on. Scottish I'm sorry, <laughs> everything, everything in Braveheart is one hundred percent legit. <laughs> Even the airplane going overhead and the the, the, the famous speech uh, that was that was legit as well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's um, yeah, no, not really. I think I think it's a uh, something that grows with like t- people think of like uh, you know yeah, like you say in Highland Games and and you know Highlanders are massive men and kilts and you know they're all bearded and marching into battle and all that. But yeah, it's not yeah, yeah. no. We've I got think more, Scott's Porter Jokes. Hey, Scott's Porter Jokes has got a lot to say for that because that was like they are advertising slogan for years was the big highland games athlete in the kilt and the big chest and the big arms yeah but we're I mean, all most most scots are we psychopaths more than big tall broad I mean, guys if you think about it in scotland like uh, in terms of like jiu-jitsu alley uh you, you know this i'll be one of the bigger people in scotland for mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu and i'm like I'm, you know, I'm not massive i'm like six foot and probably like 100 kilos just now um, and I'm kind of one of the bigger people at Jiu-Jitsu. There is obviously big people, but you know, there's not a lot of people my size. Um, so no. yeah, it's not, it's not does that work your advantage? I don't care. Just fight anybody. Yeah. <laughs> so you can say that because he's one of the big guys. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, you know, I don't know. This probably this probably brings us full circle with the pasta thing and all that. I, I don't really think about anything. I just do it. Just do it, and you know, if I'm bigger or smaller or faster or slower or whatever it is, just do it. I don't think about any of that stuff. I don't have time to think about anything. I just do things. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. And then, Ali, you're the more, like, introspective one? Is that... At times, yes. I've I've changed as I've gotten older. Like, 21-year-old me was very much not introspective. I was very much... Like, I'm surprised I made it to, like, 22 years old. Like, genuinely. Like, when I think back to some of the stuff I did when I was, like, 19, 20, 21, mm. I'm surprised I made it to 22, 23. And then at 24, I became a dad and had to kind of just set, like, slow down because otherwise, you know, you've got other you've got other responsibilities. You can't just be a 21-year-old idiot anymore. Um, so over time, yes, I have become more introspective, but 19 to 21-year-old Ali probably oh no i know for a fact definitely was not because of some of the situations and things i did when i was that age mm. yeah I yeah i can i was kind of the same crazy person yeah. but uh yeah i think most people are that's yeah, yeah. just part of growing up and but yeah yeah i think um yeah i think in terms of life i think i've got a not sus because I don't think you ever was sus, but yeah, I pretty much 
do what I like. I only do things that I like, and I'm fortunate enough to be able to do that in terms of like, you know, working for myself and stuff. And then, um, I, I don't really let anything bother me. So if something happens, eh, cool. If somebody thinks I'm an asshole, eh, cool. Is that's, that's their problem. Just try and be nice to everybody. Try and be polite to everybody. Um, and just kind of, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just like uh, kind of going with the flow and uh, doing what I like. Which is yeah. I guess let's come back to where you said both of you guys are both super laid back. I guess that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's pretty much comes there. But I think that's. I think that. Uh, and you, you know, your um, kind of mindset stuff. I guess this would come back to you know being content with what you're doing in life, being happy with what you're doing in life. If you're not content in, in any aspect of your life you, you can never really be comfortable or happy you know you'd always be why do you know why don't i get more likes on instagram you know why why have i not got to this position why didn't i get promotion why didn't i yeah, yeah. i think you get worried about things and if you're doing what you like to do and you're happy then i don't think you have a lot to worry about no I, I won't name names but i saw one of the one of the young girls and i say young she was like 21 22 in the contact center where i work and uh, i know she had stopped posting on her instagram as much she used to post a little bit thirst trap photos on a, a friday and a saturday of her not wearing very much uh, and i just kind of said to her in passing oh, have you got like have you got a boyfriend like you're not posting as much now and she actually said i deleted most of my photos because they stopped getting as many likes she says uh, I would post one on Friday night and it got like four thousand likes. I would post one on Saturday, only got eighteen hundred. So I'd be like, "What's wrong with that Saturday picture?" So I would just delete them both so no one could compare them. And I was yeah. like, "Shit, that's sad as fuck." <laughs> like yeah. genuinely, I was like, "That's that's what you're." But again, you know, I, you can look at it with hindsight as a, as me as a forty two year old man and go, "Wow." But had I been twenty one years old with that social media, you don't know how you would react to it. Do you know what I mean? And and that's yeah. weird because I've got I've got two teenage boys, but I'll have an eleven year old daughter, and I do think what kind of world is she going to grow? Do you know what I mean? Where it is yeah. all based on social media, it is all based on TikTok. I know we've joked about being social media content creators and influencers. Don't but... say that. <laughs> <laughs> but they have but they have more influence over the kids than than you know. When we grew up, we we and I presume you'd have been the same over in Canada, Megan. You would have probably only been out to watch the TV on a Saturday morning when the cartoons were on, maybe a couple of hours after school on a weekday, and the rest of the time you were either bored or you would find something to do with your friends. Yeah. Whereas now my daughter, and she was one of the last ones in her class at 10 years old to get an iPhone. And we kind of did it through pressure because everybody, and we knew there was Cassandra and my wife Sandra was talking to you know, the mums, and they're like, oh, yeah, she's had a phone since she was five. You know, she's had an iPad and blah, blah, blah. And you feel like you don't want your daughter to miss out, but you're also aware, you yeah. know, it exposes them to stuff that we were never exposed to at 11 years old. Do you know what I mean? Does she have or do any of your kids have social media accounts on their phones or you just allow them to have the phone itself? Well, my boys are old. My boys are 17 and 18, so okay. they've, <laughs> they've all got social media, so they have what they have. Anya yeah. does. Anya has an Instagram and a TikTok, um, okay. and we keep an eye on it just because. That's right, yeah, because she followed me, and I was like, who is who is this person following me? And yeah. I was like, oh. And and That's the thing is, she cha she changes her username every three days because she gets <laughs> bored of the username. So sometimes it's like Butterfly Anya, and then other times it's like Aya XXX. 
Uh-oh. And she just changes it around all the time. So sometimes I'll get a like from someone about who's liking this picture, and she's like, "It's me." It's me. <laughs> so she does. She does have social media, and she's yeah. exposed to it. But well, it's trying, trying like, to keep an eye on the background of it all. Do you do you, re- do you remember the time when you had MSN Messenger and you would like put song lyrics as your? Name? Yes. <laughs> yes. What yeah. I think <laughs> I saw it, it was like someone posted a tweet or something and it was some like young millennial saying um, we should all be able to play our own favorite song when somebody comes to our like Facebook page and like the response was like oh my gosh we've come full circle like all the way back to MySpace if you were ever part of that um, so, but have, oh sorry sorry I was going to say just because you're Canadian um, I have to say that um, I absolutely adored Arcade Fire. They're my favourite band in the entire world. Oh, here's a fun fact for you. Uh, (laughs) If you know know Wynn Butler, I'm going to lose my shit. (laughs) No, I went to, the yoga training I went to in India with was with the violinist, Sarah, from Arcade Fire. So, um, yeah, yeah. I I, am in Edinburgh and I just, I, I, like, I can't describe, I don't understand, like, sometimes I'll listen to uh, the first album, Funerals. And I, I just don't understand how they're making the noise. I'm just like, this is, a, I don't understand. This is unbelievable. And when I seen them in Edinburgh, they were absolutely unbelievable. So good live. And it genuinely is one of the things I went, I have to see Arcade Fire before I die. Because <laughs> they're just so good. Such yeah. a good band. Absolutely love them. Um, so yeah, they're, uh, I can't think... Uh, I can't th- who else is like oh yeah justin bieber right and like brian adams is canadian brian adams brian adams <laughs> <laughs> michael buble because the buble is coming back oh yeah so it's christmas time so michael yeah. buble is coming back. <laughs> <laughs> caught out his cave <laughs> yeah that's so funny to, to yeah we have a few good ones we have well yeah i guess justin bieber's probably the most well-known internationally yeah. shania tweets canadian though isn't she shania's canadian originally yeah, she's not she i love shania I love Shania. Old Eileen, as she was known before she went famous. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so you are not a hipster, are you? Oh fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um, yeah. I just um, I, I was so, I have uh, I have Arcade Fire records, so I can sit and listen to vinyl sometimes in my little corner in my room. Um, he's a hipster. Yeah, I'm a hipster. Very, yeah. very hipster. I think one of his micro brews. I think, I think I think if you're a hipster at 35, you're an asshole. <laughs> hey, if the shoe fits, mate. If the shoe fits, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, as a, I think I feel like we haven't asked Megan anything. Like nothing. Good, that, that was my plan the whole time was to ask you guys questions about yourself. So I have to talk about myself. This has been, like, uh, this has been like a reverse podcast. Um, it's good. Yeah. I think. It's important for your fans to understand where Silly came from, why Chris doesn't eat pasta. Like These are things people want to know. We have people who tolerate us. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually it's, it's such a strange thing because uh, like every, at the end of every month, Ali gets uh, like the analytics from... Uh, from you know all the all the places where the podcast you know goes out to and like there's people from like jordan and like <laughs> like 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 saudi arabia and like who's listening i wish we could speak to these people genuinely to like why what like what how do you hear us? like yeah amazing but um yeah it's quite uh 
you know it's a fun fun thing to do yeah. you, you 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 meet random people and I, and I love speaking to random people like who turn out to be really cool yeah. um you know what i mean it'd be, cool, it'd be cool to be in canada at some point uh you know like oh you know we know um we had joe struthers on joe struthers is a shout out to joe struthers uh he uh he was a uh, in the french foreign legion um i think he's in alberta is that right somewhere i'm sure it is alberta alberta at the minute, yeah. that's where i am oh yeah so yeah so it'd be cool to be you know if you're in that neck of the woods to say oh let's go nip and see joel see if he's see if he can go for a pint or hey wonder if megan's there and go for a hike or you know what i mean it'd be super cool to just do these things i think it's just yeah, yeah. Um, yeah when a- you whenever covid um you know stops being so pervasive in everyone's lives like you'll have so many contacts really across well most mostly north america <laughs> but like you could go travel somewhere so easily and then have sort of a little local tour guide yeah yeah like and people have said you know if they want to come like quite a few people that want to come to scotland and uh you know we've said to them all yeah you, if you need some inside knowledge or uh if you need a well certainly from me because i have a spare room if you want to have some place to stay you can you can crash at my house for however long you want or whatever just i be, only stay in castles so <laughs> stay in castles. okay then uh ali ali's your man uh, <laughs> uh but yeah so yeah it's cool it's such a cool way to to speak to people yeah. and um and meet people so um long may it continue yeah and honestly like with podcasts and i think you guys kind of said this before we started rolling is like the art of conversation i think is really like a dying skill with especially with the lack of interaction we have face to face and i like i don't know ali if you notice this with your daughter but it's just like when i work with like younger teens like they don't they don't want to talk on the phone like they're like don't call me text me and then their writing skills are even like a uh, pretty subpar so it's just like yeah. how often really yeah. are you sitting having a conversation with someone uninterrupted you're not looking at your phone you're not you know i, I just think like yeah the art of conversation is so important so it's nice <laughs> that you guys get to do this but as you probably yeah. have realized or you will realize is like not everybody is really able to hold a conversation anymore. No, and, yeah. no. That's no, something. I... Um, yeah, even now, I don't know if you've done this now recently, Ali, as well, is I cannot be bothered to text people now. So if they won't answer the phone, I'll leave a voice note. I can't be bothered to text them. I'm, I'm nearly 36. Don't text me. <laughs> like, I can't be bothered texting people. Like, phone me. Let's speak. I'm now a conversationalist, so let's let's have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a real thing when you speak to somebody. Um, it's, uh, it's true. It's true what you're saying, though, Megan, about kids and their devices. Because there's many a time, and this is going to sound terrible when I say it, but my daughter's gone out with her friends to the park, and they're all 11, 12 years old, so preteen, and they'll go and they'll sit in the swings, and I'll see them as I'm walking about, and then when she comes back in, I'll say, "What were you doing?" And they're like, "We're just sat in the swings watching YouTube." They're literally sat in the swings, uh-huh. all with their own phones, sharing YouTube videos it. backwards and forwards. Eh? But I it's think, what all the kids do. It's just so weird being, you know. I think, I think when I was 11, I was still digging holes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Still um, pretending to be Rambo and running about with toy guns and stuff. But nowadays, yeah. you know, imagine if we had a phone that we could phone people on that wasn't attached yeah. to the wall. Yeah. But. You know, she's yeah. just she's grown up with it and thinks thinks it's weird to not ever have her phone. Yeah. 
you know what I mean? It must be like, I've never smoked, but I, like Annie will come through in the morning and the first thing she'll look for, because I take out her bedroom at night, the first thing she'll look for is she'll be like, morning, like, where's my phone? Where's my phone? Where's my phone? Where's my phone? Oh, so you, t- so you take it from her at night? Yes. Oh, Does that make me a bad parent? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think it has been shown to, that it is sort of like an addiction now or equivalent yeah. to like a real addiction. And and what what I guess neuroscientists are saying is like when you do get those likes or those notifications, you get this little like dopamine hit of like a rush of this like good feeling. And then you just like keep wanting to come back to that. And then it just like I think it really skews your your perception on reality. And then you, you go out in nature or you're out like and what we would think is normal for young kids to do, but then you're, you're, they're not getting those instant hits. So why go out and play at the park when I can sit on my phone and get all this gratification, this instant gratification from watching a YouTube video or whatever. So. And Joe, she'll, she'll often say, she'll be like, I'm bored. And I'm like, good. I spent most of my childhood (laughs) bored. Like it's not a bad thing. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's it's not a bad thing to be bored. One of yes. the things that um, my nephew asked me, he is eight, and one of the things that he asked me, and it was one of those things where, I, you know, I, I didn't answer it the way I should have at the time, was, you know, I said, how many Instagram followers do you have? And at the time, I, was kind of, I should have said, like, why does that matter? And I didn't. And it's one of those things where I, I need to bring it back to that at some point to actually say to him. But, you know, it's like, why is an eight-year-old asking me how many Instagram followers? Like, what, what do you think that means? <laughs> He's trying to figure out how cool you are. Yeah. yeah. That was like uh, Anya the other day. Sandra, Sandra was sat on her Instagram account and Anya went, you've not viewed your reels. And Sandra was like, what? And Anya's like, you've not viewed your reels. Look, and just touched her phone and brought up. And Sandra's like, I didn't even know this world existed. She had never <laughs> seen an Instagram reel before. She was completely oh, unaware of it. And Anya's like, oh my God, mom, you don't watch reels. As if like, it yeah. was the worst thing yeah. in the world. But Anya just yeah. went over and was just like, your reels and just swiped the phone and opened up. Sandra's like, I didn't even know that thing existed. Yeah, and Anya's yeah. like, oh my God, mom. Like, wow. You're so old. Yeah, I like <laughs> just figured out how to do like filters. Like, you know what? You like, you like take a picture and, or you're like doing a video and you can see like in the top, it's like, hey, like there's a filter. Like there's like little sparkles all around the face. And so all, all my, like I emailed my sister or talked to her or whatever I did. And she was like, oh, you just like swipe on Instagram. So I did that. But the only filters were like an orange face, <laughs> like, like an actual orange um, or like these goofy things. So one of my friends, um, I like put it out on, on Instagram and I was like, could somebody just like tell me how to get those nice looking filters on your face where your like skin gets really smooth and like your nose gets smaller. And she like sent me all these steps that I had no idea that you have to go and like follow this person and you got to download this app. And then you got to, when you're taking your picture, you got to add this filter. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's this world. I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. We, I've yeah. said this, I've said this in the podcast before. Um, two years back now i got invited to one of the girls that are trains 21st birthday party and i was like yeah i can still hang with 21 year olds fuck yeah i'm coming along to that and within about 10 minutes i was like i have made a terrible mistake (laughs) (laughs) literally literally all the girls were sat at a table and they all had their phone out either messaging or were taking selfies and then deleting them and taking them again and filtering them and then they all got on the dance floor when the song whatever song it was that came on whatever the youngsters listen to in the hip parade these days and uh, they were all dancing with their phones out recording each other dancing 
And yeah. in the meantime, all the guys at the party were all stood on the wall texting and messaging and taking photos of them. And I'm like, am I the only boy that's about to get up here and dance the fuck out these bitches? Like... <laughs> 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 yeah. that's great. I feel so grateful. I mean, we sound so old, but I feel so grateful. I did <laughs> I not. That was not my experience. Like that, that just didn't exist. And I'm so happy I didn't have to deal with that. But it makes me sad to think like that, that young teenagers, like you think you have enough to deal with being like a young teen or preteen. And then now you have to deal with with the social media and everything that comes along with that so i know chris can you imagine me with my ginger hair during social media days (laughs) (laughs) how how do you get this fellow yeah (laughs) it's just my ginger hair it's just ali he is so white he's almost blue and, uh, yeah. <laughs> just translucent skin just like <laughs> and, or, genuinely Megan you'd never seen ginger hair like my hair when I was younger like it was like flame like orange red yeah. Yeah. did you start shaving it by choice like, like uh, yeah. if you look well, I, right now would there be a little bit like would you yes, have some there would be a little bit so uh, going back to when I was eating, I used to have shoulder length hair I was, I was a mosher and a surfer so I had shoulder length hair. Imagine Slash from Guns N' Roses, but severely ginger. That's what my <laughs> hair looks like. <laughs> <okay>. Severely. <laughs> so my hair goes into, or it used to when I was younger, it used to go into like corkscrew curls, which my mom thought was super cute when I was a wee boy. But obviously as you grow older, you don't want corkscrew curls as a guy. But the guys get the guys get perms now, right? So that's... That's cool. okay, that is true. Um, and then when I went to the Marines at 18, I had to shave my hair off. So I literally went from shoulder blade length to like a number one buzz cut. And then just never ever grew it back, um, and then I've just continued having no hair. So I literally I shaved it like two days ago because it got to like tennis ball length. It was getting a bit fuzzy, so I just <laughs> yeah. buzzed it off. Eh? Yeah. yeah, but what was it? What was it like growing up with red hair? Like, do it, did you get teased for having red hair? Yes. Yeah. Of course I did. Even in Scotland, you get teased, and especially with how ginger. I'll send you a picture after the Ali's, podcast. Well, Ali, yeah. Ali didn't have red hair. Ali no. had. How would you describe it? Severely like, ginger. <laughs> like, have you ever seen a building on fire, like at a really high temperature? <laughs> like it was, it was ridiculous. It was, yeah, it, it looked a little bit like a, and I would imagine you probably had them, but if you think about a late 80s, early 90s, foam-filled cushion that had burst open. <laughs> That's kind of what my hair looked like. So it was like an afro. But ginger. I've actually got a picture of me when I was maybe eight years old, and I'm stood in front of an artificial Christmas tree at Christmas with my brand new Chicago Bears jumper on, and you actually can't work out where my hair ends and the artificial Christmas tree begins. To be fair, I have uh, I have extremely curly hair. I had a little, I had a little blonde. Yeah, it's really short now. I have to cut it short because I'm going grey, so I cut the grey out by going short. Uh, but yeah, I've got curly hair, really curly hair. So there's pictures of me when I'm when I'm young and I have a little blonde afro. It's amazing. Blonde. <laughs> Had blonde yeah. hair, yeah. So it doesn't look curly, right? Are you recording on your phone just now, Megan? What's that? Are you recording on your phone just now? No, should I have no. been? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's just I can, I'll send you in the background on um, Instagram the picture that I'm just talking about just well. Just so you can appreciate it while we're on camera. Okay, okay. Uh, oh my god. So this is this is fifteen ish year old Ali. I've just sent it to you just now on Insta. All right. Let me see here. 
This is like great listening for podcasters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone can go to Einstein and see the picture. Oh my goodness. It is flaming. That is a color I have never seen. How does your face say? <laughs> just to show you how much of a lady killer I was. Now we were talking Shania oh. Twain. If you I was do. ever gonna if I was ever gonna do an album of country songs, the one I've just said <laughs> now would be the front cover of my album of Ali Sings Country. I know the picture you're talking about, it's amazing. Oh my goodness, the hand crossed and the look behind the back <laughs> over the shoulder. Yeah. I was slaying it. I didn't need no filters. I was slaying it, girl. That color is like nothing I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. One thing we can promise you, Megan, is we will never lie to you. <laughs> Good for you, though. That's quite the mullet you've got there. Yeah, I wore that shit proudly. A little bit longer. So, so, in an, so, in a, so, in answer to your question, did I get bullied and harassed? There's the picture. Oh, that's so sad. Oh, but now yeah. look at you, right? Yeah. Exactly. Is character that building. They you call got it. into MMA. Sorry. No, 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 no. I started MMA in well jujitsu when I was like thirty-seven. Oh, so you weren't getting bullied anymore? Nah, no, no, no. I no, 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 no. I still bully him. Crystal bully him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Um, uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you've been doing jujitsu for quite a while, right? Longer than yeah, me. I did it. I did it about eight or nine years ago for a, for about six months, and then kind of the guys I was training with all quit, so I just kind of put it on the back burner. And then, and again, Chris knows this story, but Aaron, my oldest son, trains with us, and he went through a really bad spell when he was uh, about fourteen, really struggled with mental health, and he just needed to get out of his own head for a little bit. And I had said, you know, he doesn't like football, like soccer, which is the main sport, obviously, in Scotland. So if you don't like that, you're kind of just put to the sidelines. Um, and I'd been chatting about some of the stuff and we used to do a bit of messing about when he was younger, kind of a little bit of the greasy, bullyproof stuff. Um, and I said, what about jiu-jitsu? You used to enjoy that when you were like really wee. And he was like, yeah, I could maybe give that a go. And literally that night after we chatted about it, one of the guys, Owen Evans, a shout out to Owen, tagged in at Goliath, the gym that we now train at, which is literally half a mile from my house. And Owen put up giving this jiu-jitsu a try for the first time. And I was like, shit, that's fate. So literally messaged Stevie Harris, shout out to Harris. And uh, the next week, me and Aaron went along and we've been going ever since. Three years down the road now. That's awesome. Does your daughter do anything like that? She flits in and out of it. She came along to the, they, they do a kids MMA class, which is just like punching pads and, you know, footwork yeah. drills, no actual contact. She did it for a couple of weeks, but she never, ever really got into it. She struggles with it. She's, she has dyslexia and dyspraxia so she struggles with her coordination and right. she's left-handed so mm. when everyone else in the class was right-handed she would struggle to adjust right. to throw yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Mean like a, a lead left rather than a lead right because she's a southpaw yeah. and she just couldn't make her brain work eh? so she got kind of a little bit bored and frustrated with it so yeah. no she just goes on youtube and tiktok now she's gonna she's gonna be an influencer <laughs> oh, good good i'm glad you have that plan for her good yeah. i think chances are good so yeah, good for, um, it's so good for kids so <laughs> i can't uh i can't uh stress enough like how good like a martial art is for for children for confidence yeah. and stuff and to learn how to yeah i think sport i think sport in general do you know what i mean i think you need to learn to get knocked on your butt either physically or metaphysically you know metaphorically and yeah. get hammered and get beat and learn how to deal with that 
And, you know, like Brandon McGaffron said, right, in one of our early podcasts, he says he thinks every kid should have these four experiences. When, when you were expected to win. When, when you were expected to lose. Lose when you were expected to lose, but lose when you expected to win. Oh, and yeah. that's kind of like those four main experiences. So you get the whole, you learn to deal with it all. You know, you've put all the work in, you've done everything right, you've rested, you know, yeah. you were on point and you just got beat. You just flat out got beat by either someone better than you or mm-hmm. it just wasn't your day. And you also have to learn from the days where you turn up, you know, you haven't prepped properly, you've maybe not slept, you've maybe been, you know, too many beers and you should lose and you don't and you win and you learn from that as well. So I think yeah. that has to be done for every young kid. I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't I don't believe in this like everybody gets a, a participation trophy culture because yeah, I don't think I I think you're missing the point of sports and that it is important to like yeah, I've worked my butt off, like I've gone to all my practices, I show up, I do my best, but my best isn't isn't good enough for first and and learning like that that how to go through that like disappointment and and then like getting yourself up and you're like hey i'm gonna work harder i'm gonna do more um and i just think that translates over into your life like thinking of work um or like at at a job later but yeah i i i've never heard that before those four different experiences i like that yeah those uh yeah very good points um but yeah i think uh everybody has to learn how to to suck at something and then you know I don't want to feel this, so let's try and figure it out. Of course, this doesn't, you know, sometimes it sucks and somebody might never come back from that, but I think uh, to build some character, right, you, you have to, you know, we've all done it. I mean, we've all lost something. Yeah. Uh, I've lost a lot of things. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, that you know, you have to come back stronger or you, you know. Yeah. But you know. even, like, everybody starts somewhere. So, like, for your daughter starting out, like, Everybody sucks at like no one just walks in is and or maybe like there's like the few exceptions where you're like a total natural and everything comes easy. But like I used to have a, this yoga teacher who would say like you have to show up and suck before you can show up and sign or shine. So it's like yes, you like everybody struggles at first, but that's just something that we all go through and you have to go through that that hardship and that initial like I suck, this sucks before you can really start to get the the cues to become automatic. So and that and then that's I think where this like sorry to be like so so deep, but like that instant gratification culture with like people on their phones is like that we expect like that that hit right away. And so yeah. if you don't get that good feeling right away, and then you're in this this culture where you're constantly comparing yourself. So just like thinking of your daughter, not only is she struggling and it sucks, but then she's already in the mindset, like, I'm going to compare myself to other people. Everybody else is getting it so easily. I have this extra obstacle. It's harder for me. Like, I don't want to do this. So I think, yeah, it's tough. It's a tough situation to be in. So, yeah. and, and you even see with older, because Logan, who's nearly 17, he'll do that. I've said to him a few times, do you not fancy coming to the MMA or the jiu-jitsu or the wrestling, you know, when it's back on? And he'll be like, nah, I'm no good at it. And I'm like, yeah, of course you're not. <laughs> like, you've never done it. Of course you're no good yeah, at it. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, ah, oh, no, but, like, everyone will laugh at me. And I'm like, yeah, I know they will, but. Like, like I, I genuinely, when we do jiu-jitsu, I turn up and unicorn spats, like a unicorn, pink and yellow <laughs> unicorns on my rack yeah. yeah. Trust me, 
no one's going to be laughing at you, Logan. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and it's really like, it's funny because everyone always thinks that like <clears throat> everyone's paying attention to them. Like, oh my God, like everybody's going to laugh at me. But p- the, the truth of the matter is people are so self-absorbed. You know what I mean? Like they're worried about how they look, what they're doing. Uh, so like maybe something is said initially, but the, the likelihood that people are pouring all their energy into you is pretty unlikely in terms of, yeah, how just naturally humans are just really self-absorbed and they're probably thinking about themselves. Yeah, yeah. But and it's also, you know, it's worth saying um, that probably everybody else has got the same thought process as well. You know what I mean? So uh, you, you, you know this from, um, you know, competing, you know, boxing, jiu-jitsu and stuff. And you're always like, you know, once once you get, you know, not that I'm super experienced, but, you know, fair bit of experience. And, you know, when you're speaking to younger guys who's like first competition or, or you know, first fight or whatever, and oh my God, I'm so nervous. And I go, yeah, but the other guy feels exactly, I promise you, the other person is exactly the same. They're super nervous because, you know, we're all human and, and everybody has the same sort of range of emotions when they're, when they're going through that. Um, but it's trying to convince younger people that everybody else does feel like that because yeah. they think it's only them. It's only me that feels this way. I, it's only me that you know. I think everybody's going to laugh at me or I'm, I'm going to suck. And yeah, but everybody else feels the same way. But you can't. Yeah. It's hard to articulate that to you know a fourteen year old or a fifteen. Yeah, year old. exactly. Right. 100%. Yeah. Even even within jujitsu, talking like things like that, there's times where, and it was only recently that someone pointed out to me, and I it sounds stupid as a forty two year old. I hadn't worked out. Like, when guys will grip you and they'll grab you, I'm like, shit, they're so much stronger than me. But you don't know how strong your own grip is because you never grip yourself. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. So, yeah. like, you only have a... You're, I don't you're know if I've got a shit grip anyway, you're, but... You're not very strong. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, people will grab you and you're like, shit, that's a, like, that's a tough grip. But you don't know how tough your grip is because you never grip yourself. Yeah. That's it's interesting. <laughs> I think there's a joke in there someplace. There is a joke, which we're just gonna we're, just, we're gonna fly right into the topic. Um, but but it's interesting. Like, do you have that thought in the moment while like that's something, or is that something that you think about afterwards? No, there's times where in in the middle of a match, I went down to a, I was down in Northampton about a year or so ago with work and went to a gym because I was down there for a whole week and I got in touch with a jujitsu gym. And whenever you go to a new gym you don't know the hierarchy, the etiquette. So you're always a little bit there. It's like almost like competing without competing. And uh, I, I ended up paired up with this guy and he looked like a Viking. Now I'm six foot three and about 14 stone, which is however much that is in kilos. I can't do the conversion in my head, but anyway. And this guy was taller than me. He was about six four, six five. He was a purple belt, so he was much better than me. And he was probably about the same weight as me. And uh, he grabbed my wrist and it actually made my wrist go numb. Ooh. It was that strong a grip. He just grabbed it. And and it honestly, my, my wrist felt numb. And I, in the moment, I was like, holy shit, this dude is strong. Like, yeah. just freakish strong, eh? Um, and we get it as well, Chris, with, like, judo gym, you know, gym trainer. Mm. Where he grabs you and you're like, yep, he's got hold of that sleeve and I'm not getting that back. <laughs> like, some people just have a weird grip strength. And, and this yeah. guy that I fought with or, or, or rolled with, he, he grabbed my wrist and honestly in the moment I was like, I'm just never getting that arm back unless he lets go. <laughs> like he's gonna take that home with him. <laughs> mm. Is that is that really how your thought process went though? Or like Genuine, did you snap back into it at some point? 
for for a couple of seconds as he grabbed my arm, I was like, shit, he's I'm not getting that arm back. He's got that until he lets it go. Like within the moment of him rolling onto it. Yeah, yeah. That's, so but then but then like what was the next what was the next step? Or did I, probably, I, make... I think it was me tapping out <laughs> <laughs> as he yanked my arm out of socket. But no, like, and then you just like, okay, you just that's your role for the next four minutes. So yeah, you just yeah. know that this guy's gonna get any time he gets a grip on you, he's gonna win that battle because I know I'm not strong enough to defeat his, you know, to get out of that grip. Right. Hmm. That makes sense. That I don't want to be. I don't want to like sports psych you for a moment, but there's like. There's this thing, it's called like circles of attention. Um, and it's basically like, um, if you could imagine a, like a dart board or like a bullseye, like how there's like different layers you can, yeah. So like yep. the middle, so they talk about like how, what different thoughts you're having in terms of like how far away you are from like your ideal focus when you're playing sports. So like ideal focus, like being like in the zone in the moment, like that would be like your bullseye of the dartboard or the bullseye or the the board. So right in the center, like that's you and like focusing on your task, uh, whatever you need to do. Um, so that's right in the center. And then if you like move one layer out, it's like environment. So as soon as you're thinking about your environment, so whether it be like your hand, like people around you, like the mat, the temperature, like you you know, like you shifted away from your best focus. And then outside that layer is um, comparisons. So like, I'm not as strong as this guy. And then outside that layer is outcomes. So I'm not going to win this. And then farther outside of that is consequences of outcomes. So this this guy's going to think I'm I'm weak or I'm not as good or whatever. So consequence of whatever outcome. And then as far out as you can get of the very outer circle is like, what am I doing here? So it's always just like interesting when people are talking about their experience in sport and when things do start to go wrong, like quote unquote wrong, where their thoughts start to lie um in that circle so it's just like kind of interesting that you kind of like talked about environment like comparisons outcome like as as the time as your descriptor went on you sort of moved further and further away from like where where you need to be focusing on anyways just like a just like a little, <laughs> the more you know sign could go across the screen right now totally totally no it's interesting though yeah. and again maybe because and again comfort because it wasn't a guy I knew, I didn't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know if I roll with Chris, you know, it's Chris. There's a comfort level. If I roll with John, I know what he's going to do. There's a comfort level. Yeah, this yeah. guy, I didn't know his name. You know, I'd never been in that gym before. Yeah. So maybe and even and even though you're not competing, there's still a discomfort level in that, you know, you don't know if this gym's full of guys that are going to eye gouge you and cheap yeah. shot and... Or whether it's going to be a gym that's going to be quite flowy and do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I got you. And then you end up with a broken arm in Northampton when you're away for work for the week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. So, see, so Ali, oh, Ali, Ali thinks about these things. More. See, this is this is where we're talking about the brain and the brawn because Ali thinks about these things and I don't. Just going and you do just, it. You react. That's why okay. he's the introspective one. You know what I mean? So if somebody does that to me, I, in my head is go, oh cool. Okay, watch this. That's the way I like, think about it. Yeah. 
but that's uh, good you don't get really tied into the the thought yeah. process okay but then uh, you know to be fair i have you know a longer history of fight sports and alley so mm -hmm. i just kind of yeah i've seen everything before but well, not everything but i've seen a lot of stuff before so uh, cool let's see what happens now let's try this let's try this um yeah so ali ali is the more the the the, the intelligent thinker and um i'm the asshole who's fairly strong and <laughs> doesn't think <laughs> that's right i was about to say what i said there was a couple of episodes where i'm like yeah but chris you can deadlift like loads of weight You're like, did you just call me a moron yeah <laughs> yeah that's it well yeah did you just did you just find a, a Loki way of calling me a fucking idiot? Is that what you just did there? <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, so yeah, I don't yeah, I don't think about I find it amazing when people think about things in depth. Like to me it's super like I'm like, why do you think about it that way? Just fucking do it. And other people yeah. have these like uh, all these barriers and fences to climb before they can get to that stage where it's like um you know, I find it interesting with you know, even when people think about going climbing you know, a hill or going running at night or it's raining and people are going, yeah, this, you know, there were all these ideas in their head about how, you know, it's going to suck it's going to be wet and dark and miserable and horrible and to me it's just like, oh well put my jacket on <laughs> just go and do it, just do it I, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know why I think like that I think That's I'm uh, a I mean there's like plus great. sides to both so there's like the plus side of like just being this, able to act and move and this, and this is why, and this is why in terms of doing what we're doing it just kind of it's like this yeah, yeah, because yeah. we have uh, probably very different viewpoints but come together on a lot of them um so that's probably why it works yeah and i think like if when you are looking to improve at something it does help to be able to like look back i don't think it needs to happen or it shouldn't happen in the moment but for you to be able to think back and be like oh at this point i did this and then you can like come up with a plan on how to be better for next time but yeah you're like i think you're you kind of like hit it on the head like you have so much more experience so things just come like automatically to you maybe in a sense where you don't need to think through all these different scenarios where that might not be the case if like i don't i don't know ali how long have you been doing uh like jujitsu for seriously for kind of three years but then if we do go on like experience i played i played rugby for like 12 years american football for seven and again i very rarely felt like that on the rugby field or the american football field because there was a comfort level there yeah do you know what i mean like i knew i knew what my job was in a rugby pitch i knew that i could tackle i knew i could run fast i knew i could catch i knew i could kick i was okay with all that so there was a comfort level there and we played against some good sides and i played at a a fairly decent level um back in the day but yeah for jujitsu chris is 100 percent even the combat sports we were talking about it um had we been training the other week talking about like the difference in stances and stuff Mm. And just the difference in, you know, the experience of, of how to balance your body for one sport versus another sport. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What, 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 what it was now. What we're talking about, and there's a, there's a reason. Yeah, I think it's because, coming, like, from a boxing background, I was... I was we're talking about, we're talking about difference for, for double-legging, because I would do ah, more of a rugby-style yeah, tackle yeah, where I'm going to yeah, lean yeah. forward at the hips. Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. But then it overextends the body. Yeah, and you, yeah, you left your head exposed to get choked. That's what it was. Yeah, was, if, was if, we, if we had been doing that. Yeah, well, we obviously we don't train jiu just now because it's highly legal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but like, 
you think just between transferring sports skills like from like rugby or football it would it be more natural for you to be leaning forward like that like you don't want to be caught on your heels so like ingrained in you it, like if i'm understanding your jiu-jitsu discussion there so yeah it was more for for the position that i needed to be in i needed to be more of like a balanced kind of athletic position like squatted down more Whereas right. I was going like more of a forward lean, like an acceleration into the yeah, movement. Yeah, yeah. So more like a triple extension type movement. Yeah. Was was more what I would have gone for had we been doing it. Whereas I needed to be more in a, an athletic semi-squatted position with my body weight balanced over my center of gravity. Yeah. So and because I came from a boxing background, I was in the same the same instance. Um, but I was kind of neutral and in a strong position whereas Ali was leaning forward because that's how you know revert to type that's how he was playing American football or rugby whereas I was not because I came from a boxing background I was in a stronger position a neutral position where uh, all the weight was kind of inboard and it made more so but to me it made sense whereas Ali was just doing what he was you know revert to type so um but yeah it's uh yeah it was it's just it's just interesting to see these things develop and how yeah you know, he's better at certain things than I am. And... Yeah. And again, it's something that I suck at, so it gives me something to be get, get better at. Do you know what I mean? It's that it's still that mentality, isn't it? If I suck at it just now, but I keep right. working at it, I'll suck a little bit less in six yeah, months' yeah. time. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, three years is really not that long. Yeah. You think about it. Some people have probably been doing um, some kind of martial arts since they were a kid. So, yeah. so to, and then like think of how much more of a sponge you are as a kid. So yeah, I think it's good that you like have picked it up. What color? Oh, sorry, what color belt do you have? So that yeah, thing a people blue say. Belt. <laughs> What's that? We're both blue belts. Oh, okay, okay. And then when you said this guy was a purple belt, like how much higher is that? It's only it's only one belt up, but in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, there's really only what four belts? Five. Oh, five. Yeah, because yeah, you get the white belt to start with. Uh, that's just given to you, do you know what I mean? You don't have to earn it as such. It's turn up and you're a white belt. And then it goes blue, purple, brown, black. And the jumps between blue and purple is what, on average, about maybe three, four years experience, do you reckon, Chris? Yeah, about that. And then kind of another three or four years to get to brown belt. So brown belt's almost got like two levels of experience on you, do you know what I mean? If you think about like exponential learning. Yeah, so it's not like... It's not like certain martial arts where you can get to black belt in like five years yeah it's not like that jiu-jitsu is not like that it's, it takes a long long time um so but it's, it's such an awesome yeah you you probably like it actually it's such an awesome awesome sport um it's, it's actually one of the very few sports where um uh, like a woman a woman can beat a much bigger man and genuinely in a, 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 a on a competition a woman could easily beat a man because this, you know, size doesn't always pay that much of a factor. So it's it's quite you know, it's quite funny to watch women beat up men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah my so sister, uh, my sister used to train MMA like quite seriously, and she used to tell me all the time how much I would love it uh, because I have long limbs and I'm like pretty flexible. So she was like, she was always like, oh, you do so well. But I don't know. I just, I like having knee issues, but Ali, I shouldn't say that since you had 13 surgeries, but I'm so worried about my knees and like them getting twisted in, in weird 
I don't know. That, would, that, that, that would happen if you trained with me. Is <laughs> <laughs> Ali fine knows? Um, yeah, that's it. It's a. It's an it's, occupational hazard, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So it's like when people say, you know, I've broke my nose so many times from boxing, and it's like, well, you know, if somebody's going to throw hands at your face, you're probably going to get your nose broken, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like if you, if you know, if you go, if you go to war, there's a good chance somebody's going to shoot at you. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know, don't, don't <laughs> Do you think it was personal? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was um, <laughs> last night we had uh, Jason Gardner on. He's, he's, the, he's such a cool guy, and he, he was telling us a story about being under fire. And, uh, in Iraq, uh, Afghanistan, and um, you know, he says like, like a sniper or you know whoever it was, and he's you know he, he's just he's, somebody was shooting at him, and Jason got just like so I said to him, you know, like, I think that guy's shooting at you, and he's like, do you think it's personal? As <laughs> <laughs> a story, and we were absolutely crying with laughter. That was, was that was um that was a a, a brilliant you know if, if you would like to listen to it when it comes out, uh, Megan, it's brilliant. It's so much fun. So much fun. Just a, a, a crazy Navy SEAL talking yeah. war stories. <laughs> yeah, so I listen fun. to them all now. I, I went and I I'm on your I'm on your subscriber list. We need to get you a new hobby, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, yeah, so the, actually the last two, so Jack Carr I felt was really good. I, I really I felt like I was, I was happy with that. And Jason Gardner was also, I think, really, really good really good episodes um so hopefully if you listen you'll enjoy them <laughs> i suppose the big question well, is are, are you going to listen to your own episode no definitely not <laughs> i've never listened i've never listened to any of ours i haven't listened ali listens to some of them to just to check audio i can't listen to myself it's, yeah is that, is that how i sound that's i'm such a twat <laughs> yeah seriously i am well even with like those like mobility videos that i that i put up obviously it's my voice doing the voiceover and i don't even i don't even check them i i put it up and i i do one check to make sure like it aligns correctly but uh but no i can't i can't listen to it and my boyfriend was listening to one of my videos like the other day in a different room and i was like you need to turn that down like i i appreciate that we said the same, didn't we? When, we? when we got these new mics, we did a quick sound check before the first episode we recorded, and I listened back to it and I was like, holy shit, I sound Scottish. Like, <laughs> is that what I actually sound like? Like, yeah. I'm aware I am Scottish, but I don't ever think I sound particularly Scottish. Sounds super Scottish, yeah. But then it's you listen like, to it like, like good yeah. And then when you throw in words like hunters and bra, it just <laughs> goes up a level. Yeah, definitely does. Yeah, but... um. Yeah, no, I can't. I have never listened to myself. Um, it makes me cringe so badly. So, um, yeah, I don't. I don't Add that to your list. Yeah, I don't know why anybody would listen to me either. But you know, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, um, top cringe-worthy things: snakes, spaghetti, how he's voice. But yeah, so no, it's um. I don't. I don't even know when Ali's going to believe this. This has gone like so far off what anything was supposed to be, and now it's like I don't. Even, nobody's even listening anymore. We're just like <laughs> yeah. we're just like having a chit chat now, aren't we? I know. Just having a chit chat. So I don't even know when this will go. When will this go out, Ali? Couple, like probably in about ten days' time. Yeah, ten days. So a couple of episodes backed up, ready to drop out, and then this one still will come. That's so okay. yeah, I can't remember. 
I can't, this is one of the things about getting hit in the head a lot. I can't remember what we've got recorded and who we've stopped. I, I can't remember. Ali, if Ali, this is why I would have to do with Ali, because if it was me on my own, I would forget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Was I supposed to speak to somebody? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ali's there, not, there, are, there has genuinely been a couple of times where I've been like, oh, just to let you know, I'm going to post this episode tonight. And Chris is like, who? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that episode. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Sorry. Well, how many yeah. so you, like how many days in a row do you do this? Like you said last night you were speaking with someone? Yeah. Well, we ended up we ended up out of sync a little bit. In an ideal world, we try to keep it to two maximum per week. There was a spell when we were in the middle of doing the podcast where we did it was nine episodes in eleven days. Oh yeah, that's a lot, yeah. By the end of it. And and I was in like what I was saying, I was on teams all day and then going straight into a podcast at night and my brain both of our brains were moosh um, so we try and stick to a maximum of two per week but there was a, the original dates that we had set up um, we had to rearrange a few dates that's why I'd said to you it wasn't an issue rearranging we get it a lot, we appreciate people are busy um, yeah. and it just so happened that the dates that people could make was like Friday night, Sunday night, Monday night so we're like okay so we're recording three episodes in four days let's just do it yeah yeah but it does get so the, the you know the first two obviously Jack Carr was quite a big deal for us. Um, I know Ali was super nervous before that. I was quite nervous as well. And then Jason Gardner again was kind of another Navy Seal. Um, and those ones are quite mentally taxing because yeah, you're speaking to somebody you're like please I don't want don't like you haven't like. Like, like have an out of body experience. Say, don't say anything stupid. Please don't say anything <laughs> yeah. stupid. So um, really good. So yeah, it's, it's quite, it's quite, it's quite uh, mentally draining doing those ones, because um, you, you're super terrified of those guys. Um, well, yeah, and you're like probably paying so close attention to everything they're saying. So yeah. just yeah, yeah, mentally exhausted. I mean, we spoke to when we spoke to Kelly Pavlik, who was uh, the best middleweight boxer in the world for a while. And it, you know, it was kind of like a hero of mine growing up. So when we spoke, to, I showed Ali my uh, watch for my heart rate, and my heart rate was 120. Oh my! When I just sat here, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, and trying to not sound like a fucking moron to somebody that you think's super cool. Yeah. Um, but I think we're getting better. I think I think we're getting better at talking and, and relaxing, and it's like anything. Like you have to practice. Yeah. Being comfortable, like you know. Get comfortable yeah. being uncomfortable. Um, and again, when people ask how do we, how did we get Kelly Pavlik on the podcast, the answer is I slid into his DMs and asked him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kelly's a master at sliding into guys' DMs. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you message, I think you messaged me, or I forget what it was. I, I like remember showing someone. I, I was like, I do not have anything to say to these people. Like, uh, so I think I like, I didn't blow you off, but I was like, yeah, like maybe in the future sometime. And then you came back again and I was like, okay, like, <laughs> yeah, you, you totally did. You were like, oh yeah, but I'm kind of busy. So maybe in a couple of months, I was like, I'm writing that down. Yeah. I'll come back in seven weeks time and drop another message in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it works it works for you but that's like the thing like what's the worst someone's gonna say is no it's like okay well exactly. I, I actually think going back to something we spoke about earlier in the podcast for anyone that's still listening about <laughs> how we'll get people in and i think one of the big things that and the reason we get a lot of north americans is the novelty factor of speaking to two scottish guys i think that plays in our favor genuinely yeah yeah 
Yeah, and you, and I mean, like, well, at least from Canada, like, people, you have, like, a pretty good sense that people from Scotland are good people. Again, we're talking, like, stereotypes and generalizations. Yeah, obviously, obviously, obviously not us. You know, so. But that's a good point. Yeah, you guys are very novel. (laughs) Um, Yeah, thanks. thanks. (laughs) I think. Was that, was that another, was that another, like, under the table kind of, idiots yeah <laughs> um but no it's it's and again we spoke to like so many people early on um would say like like how did you get somebody from the fbi to speak to two people who <laughs> have no knowledge of what they're doing and it's like yeah we, we, we asked them yeah yeah and it, and it's like everybody's looking for this like you know, you know, there's a secret handshake, and you have to send a coded message to you know a carrier pigeon. Send it to, no, no, no. Just hey, man, uh, we're doing a podcast. Would you like to beat us? Yeah, eh, it sounds like fun. And, and yeah. the people are genuinely baffled by that. People hate rejection, though, so it's like so scary to have to like put. You have to really put yourself out there, which a lot not a lot of people want to do with the unknown of whether or not you're going to get rejected or not. However, I have. I have the advantage of having grown up with that here, so I'm very much used to rejection. <laughs> so I am okay with that. Yeah. I spent my entire silly. teenage years getting rejected. I can take it with the best of them. Oh, that's so sad. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, let's see what happens over the next 50 episodes. Like, I don't know where we're going to end up. Um, but it will just keep speaking to people. Oh, like, yeah, it's just a fun exercise. And, yeah. And um, listening and understanding and um, uh, kind of taking on other like worldly views. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd actually like to, I'd quite like to get somebody on who I really disagree with on certain things. Do you know what I mean? I'd like to get somebody on who I actually really disagree with just to try and understand their point of view. You uh, should bring on like a professional, like a chef where his like specialty is pasta <laughs> that breeds snakes <laughs> i would I, i'm not even joking yet i would switch a laptop off and just walk away i nope, <laughs> not doing it nope yeah. no but uh, i see what you're saying like the the value in like just being able to have a conversation about something that you really don't see eye to eye on this, is, this is part this is part of me being about a number eight on the openness uh, scale oh, okay. uh, i'm willing i'm willing to i'm willing to accept that i'm wrong on certain things if somebody can actually show me that i'm wrong um so i, I quite like to have, you know i'd like to have somebody on i don't i can't even think of any like subject but something we would disagree completely to have a like i think it'd be quite an interesting and useful uh anything, anything apart from flat air yeah, yeah, I won't entertain that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to entertain that. I just you know, shut up. Uh, but um, but yeah, that'd be quite an interesting exercise. Um, uh, Do you have like a dream uh, person that you would want to interview? Like, yeah. I would love to interview. I don't know, I Beyonce or something have, like that. We have a few. Um, so I think we'd both like like Cameron Haynes would be super cool. Courtney DeWalter as well, actually. Courtney, what, Courtney, do you know who that is? No, I have no idea. Sorry. She's an American girl who is just the most ridiculous runner. Like, she is superhuman, 
so she just won. Um, I can't remember what the event's called, but it's like a f- just like oh, over it's a f- like Bob's backyard or something. It's yeah, called, yeah, yeah, something like that. And it's like a four mile loop, and they just run it continuously every hour. I have. Somebody, yeah. Okay, yeah. So she 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 just won that with like two hundred and sixty eight miles or something outrageous. But she, what makes it super cool is like she's kind of like super dorky, and like <laughs> she's just like she like. We've you know listened to her interview before, and she's like she just like eats pizza and like drinks beer and likes nachos and stuff. You're like this doesn't make sense. So she's like this super cool down to earth kind of dork who's like super humanly fit. Like <laughs> she, I just I just think she'd be cool to talk to. Yeah. Um. You know if if you bump into you know Win Butler anywhere in the. <laughs> let him know, let him know oh, yeah. that I'm asking for him. That'd be quite interesting because he's quite. A, He's quite a character. Yeah, I, d- I did send a picture to Chris of a potential Silly Goose Gang podcast episode 100. So on um, election night in the States, Tim Kennedy posted, Tim Kennedy, the MMA fighter, posted a picture on his Instagram. And it was him, Donald Cowboy Cerrone, the MMA fighter, and Donald Trump. And I was like, <laughs> by the way, what a lineup that would be like. Tim <laughs> Kennedy, Donald Cerrone, Trump. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Just to see how ridiculous no. we could get it to go. It's not, it's not going to happen. But yeah, it'll it'll be be a, it would be a great episode. It'll be the greatest episode of all time. <laughs> Our numbers are huge. <laughs> huge. But yeah, yeah, there's a few. There's a few. But um, sometimes the episodes that you think are going to be really good are the ones that aren't. Like, uh, you know what I mean? You might try and speak to somebody and you think this is going to be great and then you speak to them you're like meh yeah wasn't you know what i mean so i don't like, i don't know like i don't think you can put too much emphasis on that stuff like let's just uh keep doing it keep improving keep uh, uh you know just see what happens like we don't we don't make any money from it we don't do anything we're just having fun having interesting conversations and uh ultimately if it's uh it's fun we'll just keep doing it and but you know We've had some ridiculous guests on, so yeah. And that, we've got that. a free therapy session on this episode. <laughs> therapy, yeah. Uh, good, good. I'm glad you got something out of it. The, the, the only issue is I can't listen back because I don't want to listen to myself. So I'm not sure how I'm going to deal with that. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's it's fun just to have conversations. Yeah, you know? fun and so. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're, I don't even what time is it, Ali? 10 o'clock. We've just done two hours. <laughs> I, was, I was supposed to get food because I haven't had food yet because I was working late and then had to go to the gym. I was supposed to go to mom and dad's to sort some stuff out for work tomorrow. Um, so I've, I've ruined everything. You're just I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, it's fine. That's no, fine. Um, no, the thing is, is there has been. There has been episodes where we've been talking to somebody. Uh, I can't think of anybody else. But there has been episodes where it's like, okay, I, I now have nothing to say, so let's just stop. In fact, <laughs> yeah, I, know, I know one in particular. Um, but yeah, and it gets this like 45 minutes, and you're like, uh, yeah, it was actually a girl. And she was like, okay, this she has nothing to say to this. She's not, you know what I mean? So it's like, okay, now let's just try and round this thing off. But uh, yeah, I didn't feel like I struggled. There was nothing like, there's not like any point tonight where it's like, okay, let's stop this now. But um, yeah, it's like, what's it like 10 past 10 now in Scotland? Yep. So yeah, it's getting kind of yeah. late. I'm swimming. I'm swimming at like six o'clock. So uh, I need my hours or I'll be useless. I'm useless every day. But anyway, I'll be more useless. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it was, um, no, these are sometimes just fun. Yeah. 
fun conversation. Yeah, no, I, pre- I appreciate you guys spending more time with me than um, than you should have. We'll, we'll only say an hour. It's like a general guide. Like, well, let's say for about an hour. An hour is a nice time because generally, if somebody sucks at talking, you usually get to about fifty minutes, and then it's like, okay, because some people don't give you anything to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? They don't give you any angles, so it's not like all you can do then is ask questions and they'll answer the question, but then you go, okay, this is this is just not fun. So, yeah, um, you don't fall into that category, so congratulations. Yes, uh... <laughs> um, yeah, so, no, like I say, it's, it's, it's like every, every, every podcast we've taken something away from, so, um, and, you know, genuinely there has been, there has been episodes where we went, eh, okay, let's stop now, this is not fun anymore. Um, Thankfully, that's not happened for a while, right? But uh, no, it hasn't. It hasn't, in fairness. And yeah. as you say, even 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 the ones that have gone badly, you still take something away from because you go, okay, we know maybe when yeah, the questions and, died off, did we go yeah, down the path the wrong way? Should we have gone here? Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah, that's a and that's an important thing that Ali just said. That it, it's not even necessarily. Sometimes you can't even say, oh well, it's uh, the guest that's just not. Sometimes you go, ah, man, what could we have done? Did we yeah. did we go down the wrong path there? Could we have asked this? Should we should we have asked that? So, because yeah, so remember, rem- remember with Dr. Hard- we had, we had, sorry, Megan, we had Dr. Pepper on who we had seen on a documentary all about Atlantis. Yeah. So we thought we'll get him on and talk about Atlantis. And about yeah. 10, 15 minutes into the chat, you could see wasn't like, I think he'd done it as like a talking head kind of documentary. Someone had paid him to be like, be an Atlantis expert, talk about Atlantis. But you yeah. could see he wasn't that into it. So we kind of, without saying anything, we both just kind of segued to a different path. And it ended up just in a completely <laughs> crazy direction. Weird. He was talking about being stuck in Terra del Fuego in the southern tip of Argentina and having to pee on his clothes to defrost them. It went so far <laughs> it fueled what we were expecting. But yeah. it turned into a really, really good really episode good because of that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so sometimes you can you can see that somebody doesn't want to talk about what you're talking about and it's um but yeah, it's it's good having to figure this out and it's a an a, an exercise for our tiny little brains to, to try and figure out if somebody doesn't want to talk about something. So, but yeah, it's all, it's all, uh, it's all been good fun. And, yeah. uh, I just well, have one more question. Sorry. Um, do you guys do it like a little formal debrief after each time? Or is it just like naturally you'll, you'll like text each other and be like, Oh, like that sucked. Or I wish I would have said this or does sometimes it doesn't happen uh, at all. We generally talk for probably won't tonight cause it's getting late, but, um, yeah, we generally. I mean, we've, I've seen us talking for like forty-five minutes after a podcast. Okay. Um, yeah. And I, I get shouted at by the wife if it's a late one because I'll say, "Oh, we're only going to do an hour tonight," and she's like, "Oh, was it a long podcast?" I'll go, "No, nah, we cut it an hour. I've been talking to Chris for the last fifty minutes." She'd be like, "But yeah, now we, we usually do." But um, yeah, there's certain things where you know you, go, Man, I shouldn't have said that, or I should have said that, and yeah, yeah. Um, in the case of, uh, actually, I can't say that. Actually, because we're still recording. I was going to say someone else, but I can't. I can't say that. Just record. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember. I've genuinely forgot that we're still recording. We are still recording just now. Yeah, it's like it's like we're just like you know what it feels like. It feels like we've had dinner, and then we're just sitting in the restaurant talking away. That feels what it feels like now. Uh, but yeah, no, it's um. Yeah, I don't even know what to say anymore. I'm, like I'm getting to that stage now with my okay, brain. Okay, you gotta go to bed. Go to bed. My brain doesn't work anymore. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was awesome to speak to you, Meg. 
Uh, Megs, I just called you Megs, even if I'm calling you Megan. Okay, I'm well, like, I'm not my... level now. It's been two hours. My brain, just, my, brain, my brain doesn't work just anymore. Before we do leave, a question for you, Megan. What? Mindset on mobility. <laughs> what? Sorry, say again. I was going to say, before we do wind up and finish it all off, mindset on mobility. Do you want to give a shout out to that? And we'll add this into the notes as well. Um, yeah, so sure, why not? Um, mindset on mobility, it's essentially uh, online uh, videos that combine mobility, hence the name, and uh, sports psychology. So it's, a, it's essentially ten, in, intended for anybody who does sports and wants to like up their mental game and obviously like your mental skills like we mentioned tra translate over onto you know your relationships and work but um but that was my schooling was uh i did my grad school um in it was called human kinetics in concentrate with a concentration in consultation and intervention which i understand is a mouthful but essentially it's like sports psychology so um, so yeah, so the videos are just really me teaching what I learned in grad school and what I've learned from, you know, playing sports internationally. So that's my shout out. That's my elevator pitch. Um, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I completely forgot that you, you played basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Oh, two, or like two hours, 15 minutes. And I go, oh shit, she played basketball, didn't she? Oh, I should ask some questions about that, right? <laughs> then, no, you know what? Next. This one. According to plan, yeah. Next, next time, <laughs> we'll talk about uh, actual. Well, uh, next time we'll ask you some questions. <laughs> <laughs> next yeah, time, next yeah. time we'll, we'll do it again. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, maybe we can do it um, in studio next time. Maybe we'll be in Canada. Maybe you'll be in Scotland, and we'll do it uh, face to face. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I have bucket list item is to go to Scotland. Kind of have to, right? With the last name MacDougall. Yeah, indeed. Uh, if you 